Hello and welcome to And the Award Goes To. My name is JT Atkins and with me is... Rocky Rudolai. I fucked up that intro. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to say more. What is it? Welcome to the And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films that hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally an award. My name is JT Atkins and with me is... I'm still Rocky Rudolai. Still Rocky Rudolai. I'm throwing off Rocky. We're doing our podcast in a different uh, location. Yeah, yeah. You me, moved, you moved yeah. Uh, households. I did. Me, me and Aaron just moved down here to Gainesville, so hopefully... Uh, our, our recording room is a little bit different, but yeah. uh, I tried to test it out as much as I could. It sounds okay, so hopefully after I edit shit, it'll sound just fine. Yeah. Um, what did we see this weekend, Rocky? We didn't see anything. We boys. didn't see shit. <laughs> but we saw a lot of things <laughs> over the year. We yeah, did. So. <laughs> we're, in, uh, we're in 2018. I can't say for... I don't think this is our first episode of 2018, because I think our The Shape of Water review just came out. Yeah. So that was technically our first episode of 2018. But after that, we're trying to go into, we're going through 2017 and looking at our top movies of the year, specifically our top 10 yes. of the year. We're going to go through, uh, I think we've got a little bit of news we'll cover real quick, uh, just a couple of things we'll fire off. Um, then we won't have a movie review because we're going to go over our top 10. Uh, we both individually have our own top 10 mm-hmm. with a uh, with some honorable mentions yep. that we've got down there, so we'll mention those too. And then... Probably tie it up with the recommendation corner. Yeah, maybe sure. something. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first up, news. What you what you got? Um, the Black Widow film finds a writer. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I heard that it just finally got greenlit. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that it got. Right. I don't know if it fully even got greenlit. Like it's. I don't know if it's like officially on the. Uh, officially on the schedule or not. Yeah. Um, but fucking finally, Black Widow <laughs> is going to get a movie, I guess. Yeah, um, finally. Written by Jack Schaefer, who is a woman. Ooh, okay. Um, she's not really known for writing anything yet. Yeah. Uh, she's a Princeton graduate. I guess whatever she's written before has caught the eye of Anne Hathaway and okay. uh, Marvel. She's working on a project called uh, Nasty Women hmm. for, uh, for Anne Hathaway. Okay. Um, she's also written Timer. Which I don't know what that is, and this Olaf short, this infamous Olaf <laughs> short that I keep on hearing about, that screens like twenty minutes before it was like a twenty Cocoa? minute long thing before Coco or something. Yeah, whenever I saw Coco was not on there, they I, took it off. Yeah, I heard that it got taken off because a lot of people were just like annoyed with it. They're like, "What the fuck is this? Get this out of here!" And yeah, so they took it out. But... Yeah, um, but yeah, she's supposed to be writing the uh, new Black Widow film or cool. the Black Widow film. Okay, so we'll see how that works out. Yeah, yes. Um, is there is there a director? tied to that yet? Did you already say? No, right. Okay, yet. so it's just the writer. Well, yeah. What was the writer's name again? Uh, Jack Schaefer. Jack Schaefer. J-A-C. J-A-C. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. only other woman I've ever known that went by the name of Jack was uh, Jack on Mass Effect, the video game. The girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, like, That's right, yeah. The, like, bald, like, bio girl that, yeah. like, fucking tattoos yeah, but everywhere. She, yeah, and... but hers was CK, wasn't it? I think so, so yeah. Like yeah. Jack, Jack. J-A-C-K, yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Uh, We'll see what happens with it. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, DC is one of the few things that DC beat Marvel on was getting yeah. a woman-led superhero film out yep. when Marvel could have done it forever <laughs> ago. Fucking 10 years ago. They could have yeah. done it since Iron Man 2, but yeah. they've just been kind of sitting on it and having anything. a supporting role in just about every other yeah. Marvel comic movie. Jeez. Yeah. So it's about time. Um, yeah. I would like to see it do a little bit... Uh, have it a little bit less of a budget and have it more espionage, a little bit more d- yeah. darker. That'd I think cool. it'll work better for a Black Widow film. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, 
spy thriller. Absolutely, yeah. In the vein of Winter Soldier, but maybe a little bit darker, a little bit lower budget. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be that. That definitely be cool to see. I'm yeah. I'll be paying attention to that. All I heard was that it finally got greenlit. Yeah. I didn't know they had anyone tied mm-hmm. to it yet. So that's cool. Um, so I brought this up a little, like a few episodes back. Uh, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot going to Netflix, kind of in the darker, weirder kind of vein of CW's like Riverdale. Right. Um, so they they cast uh, Sabrina finally. Mm. There was uh, some people that were supporting like a, you know, a different cast Sabrina than like just a white girl, and I would have been completely fine with that. But they didn't go with that, unfortunately. They I mean, they I'll went be fine. They just got Melissa Joan Hart again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though she's what like forty or something. Yeah, that's right. fine. Yeah, she, maybe she can, maybe she can cameo as like one of the ants or something. I don't they, know. They, they got a de aging process. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could probably do it. I mean, Marvel's got uh, Netflix is. is yeah, Netflix has got that. Uh, they've got decent money, don't they? They don't have the Marvel Disney money, but they could. Hashtag bring back Cluster explains it all. There you go. <laughs> With her friend that like climbed in through the window all the time. Yeah. The ladder that like went to the window, and every time he came through the window, it played like a really quick guitar. Yeah, that little guitar lick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up? He wore like a fucking jean jacket, so he knew he was a punk. That guy's so awesome. <laughs> he was. Uh, no, so. Sabrina is going to be... I don't know who this girl is. I looked her up. She looked kind of familiar. I don't know who she is, though. Um, Sabrina is going to be played by AMC's Mad Men, Kiernan Shipka. Are you familiar with Mad Men? Have you ever watched the show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've watched, watched the first season of it. So I'm guessing she's maybe like the daughter or something? She looks yeah, young. She yeah. she looks like she's in her 20s. Yeah, it's probably it's probably John Hamm's daughter in the show. Oh, okay. I don't know. Did it say if she was in Black Coat's daughter or anything like that? Because the, um, his daughter, the who plays his daughter in Mad Men was in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Friday, Netflix announced that Kieran and Shipka best for her role as Sally Draper. And DMC or yeah, okay. AMC's Mad Men. Yeah. So it's Draper. That's the last yeah. name of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is his, it is his daughter. Um, so she's playing Sabrina in the upcoming Sabrina the Teenage Witch show, which is going to be on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be the darker kind of thing. I, I guess I just noticed this recently. I can't remember if I mentioned it in our last episode or not. So I have Hulu. Hulu's pretty fun for like, they've got some older stuff on there. They've got like Family Matters and shit. <laughs> sure. And they have a. Uh, um, no, never mind. It isn't Hulu, even though they do have Family Matters. So check out Hulu. Uh, Amazon, <laughs> just for a- Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime has they just put like Roseanne on, and they also have like the older Sabrina, Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I just fucking noticed the other day. I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, oh man, Sabrina hasn't been on like anything. It hasn't been on Netflix or like, oh, it's fucking awesome. I'll go back and watch some of these episodes. So I went back and watched it, and it's fucking like during the credits it says based on characters from Archie comics. Yeah. I did not fucking know that. Yeah. I didn't know Sabrina the Teenage Witch was originally from Archie to begin with. Yeah. So the fact that they have a Archie show, Riverdale now, and Sabrina is going to be a spinoff, I don't know, that that made me a little happy to be like, oh, they're tying it together, like how, like, oh, okay, because it was originally that. So that's that's cool. And apparently in Riverdale, because they're on like season two, I never finished season one, even though I thought it was really good what I, what I saw of it. Uh, apparently in season two, there's like an Easter egg for mm-hmm. Sabrina Spellman. Like, uh, they show something in like a locker or, or something, but it's like, is that fucking like related to Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Right. And so that's, it I guess. Has Sabrina written on the locker. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina the Witch. Yeah. It's like, hey, is that Sabrina the Teenage Witch? You think uh, that's a nod? <laughs> I think so. Uh, there was 30,000 YouTube Easter egg videos <laughs> describing what it was. What um, could this mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. I don't know her acting though, so I don't know like she's, no, she's good. good. Okay, she's pretty good. I'll if take we have it too, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it sounds like it's his daughter or whatever. Um, yeah, that was it for that article though. But yeah, so Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Cool. I like the original, so I'm excited to see this one come yeah. back. And Riverdale, I think, is pretty solid. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I just have uh, Archie as a Peggy Sue who his teachers <laughs> can rape do him. everything, yeah. <laughs> which is so much like Archie. <laughs> Um, Tim Miller, director of the first Deadpool, is working on a Kitty Pride solo film. Oh, okay. That just broke yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, are they getting Ellen Page to come back? We they don't know yet. <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen. Um, my question is, um, with Disney buying out Fox, if this is going to be their first kind of like merger movie with the MCU. Yeah. Um, so people are asking that. People don't know, if, you know, what everybody's asking. If they're going to continue with the same people from the other X-Men cast. Like, Deadpool will probably say the yeah. same and all that, like those people. But, like, the other X-Men characters, if they're going to recast, if they're going to just bring them over. Chris Hemsworth, I know, was talking about he wanted to do a film uh, with him and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. The yeah. War Wolverine film and all that. Um, so, people are really in that middle ground of, are we going to... Um, are we going to continue on with like the characters that we already established? Are we going to recast and do it over? So people don't know if Ellen Page is going to come back as like an older kind of shadow cat yeah. or recast and have some new blood and kind of bring in everybody. Cause you know, um, this past, uh, maybe like two years ago, a year ago, they rebooted guardians again, comic book and Kitty Pryde oh, okay. was part of the guardians of the galaxy. So like, you know, maybe she could do on a second incarnation. Huh. And uh, her and Star-Lord got married in the comics really? and stuff. Yeah, wow. so people are like, maybe they can do something with that if they wanted to, to kind of connect everything. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, I don't know. I mean, Tim Miller, I mean, he's only directed one movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Deadpool's the only movie he's directed. He's working on the new Terminator film. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's directing the new Terminator film, uh, which is, hasn't been... Oh, the okay. title hasn't released yet. Gotcha. Okay. Um, huh. So... I don't know, Kitty Pride solo film. I, you know, Kitty Pride's fine. Yeah, um, I like her. She's okay. Yeah. Uh, as it's a woman-led superhero film, which is exciting, I guess. And um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like her in the X Men movie she's already been in, so that's fun. Yeah, but I, I guess in the original comic, like a lot of the Days of Future Past caught some flack for sidelining Kitty Pride and sending like Wolverine back in time. That wasn't even my problem with the movie. Oh really? My problem was where she got the fucking ability to send somebody back in time. (laughs) They don't even mention it. It's like, yeah, she can do this. That's just yeah, I mean that's that whole movie it just like jumps so far and then you're just like, all right, we're here. Like and that's honestly what I start appreciating about the X Men movies is like once they got past the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. they were just like even though X Men Two is like one of my favorite superhero movies of all time, once they get past the original trilogy it seems like they kind of let themselves go, but in a good way. Right. Where they're just like, hey, we realize how fucking crazy X-Men stuff can get. Mm. So let's just throw shit at the wall and see what happens. And so we got First Class from it, which was fun. We got Days of Future Past from it, which was awesome. We got Apocalypse, which I haven't seen. Which is shit. The, yeah, I've seen like the first 10 minutes and was not impressed at all. Yeah. But uh, And then we get the other stuff, like the Wolverine movies, which finally turned out good with Logan. And then you've got Deadpool, which isn't really tied into, but they do some stuff with the X-Men sure. and Deadpool. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a toying cost, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. But X-Men, 
I think X Men by their nature are kind of like they're kind of that twin cause, right? Where you're just like, hey, you have really cool ones like fucking Cyclops and Nightcrawler and uh, Wolverine, but then you've got really weird ones like. Like, I, I can't even name some of the weird ones, but, like, what's that one? Jubilee. Yeah, like, Jubilee. Like, what? what is that? <laughs> like, what? And then you've got the other one, like, I don't know if it's ever actually in the comics, but that one dude in X-Men 3 that can just, like, he's a porcupine or something. Oh, yeah. He can, like, shoot spikes out of his yeah, skin. Yeah, I, I don't know or something. That is. Yeah. 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 Like, what? Well, I don't know. I don't know what his don't name is. That. Yeah, um... Yeah, there's weird stuff. There's good stuff. X Men, I think, by its nature, is kind of like that. But yeah, yeah, for we'll sure. see. Kitty Pride. I'd rather a um, uh, recaster and uh, go go from there. Yeah, yeah. You, okay use uses the uh, if if the whole merger goes through, I think that at the very least, even if Disney doesn't acquire all of Fox, I'm pretty sure that them acquiring X Men and Fantastic Four is a definite. Yeah. Uh, them taking over the whole company. Which is going to be this whole next year is kind of them getting investigated for mm-hmm. monopolizing. Which it's a monopoly. How is it not a monopoly? <laughs> they own so much yeah. fucking shit. Um, but them, you know, at least obtaining those two licenses. Yeah. Um, this movie could be a good little bridge of like introducing mutants into the Marvel universe yeah. by having a younger character. Yeah. Discovering that she's a mutant. Yeah. And then from there, kind of springboarding into Absolutely. the other characters. Because you kind of have to write around, how does S.H.I.E.L.D. not know yeah. that the mutants yeah. are, you know, an active thing? I mean, you could have it where they technically already know. Yeah, but keeping it secret. They, yeah, they haven't But it's such a big really. thing where it's It like, is, yeah. You know, and like, that, like, especially with different people having that in the world, you would think they're be more incidents or something mm-hmm. and a lot of that could just be explained away as like they were mutants but they were explained away as like something else like oh they thought it was like they it's like they didn't just have the term for it i yeah. guess or maybe they were calling it they do like so. quicksilver scarlet witch it's like they're miracles yeah some I don't it's just like me you know my mom says a miracle baby i know it's an accident it's just different <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, you're you're an X Men, Rocky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, well what's, your, what's your X Men power? Uh, self loathing. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Prisma <laughs> minus <you> ten. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> so uh, let's see what else I got. Hang on. Oh, uh, Lindsay Lohan campaigning to be Joss Whedon's Batgirl. She's too old. <laughs> you think so? I mean. You know, like so, age? Uh, yeah, I don't think by age standards. Yeah. I just think about like toxicity level. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got. I think she's got too much stuff around her in Hollywood right now. Yeah, so. and then you know her body has been like withered by massive use of drugs <laughs> and whoring she about. Get it in shape. She could. She could work out. She yeah, I don't know. I um, I'm just not a fan of her. Like act. Like I don't think she's, she's not a good her. actress. Yeah. I like um, her in Mean Girls, and that's really about it. And yeah, then she was like. When she was 12 years old in, like, the Parent Trap reboot. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Her Freaky Friday, could you believe? She really played a really good Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of her. Usually people that campaign yeah. for roles never get cast anyways. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very slim list. Yeah. I think the only one that's ever, at least that comes to mind for me, is Ryan Reynolds. Or, not Ryan Reynolds. Uh homeboy being deadpool ryan reynolds oh yeah. uh, sorry yeah. i'm thinking <laughs> i ryan said Gosling. ryan reynolds and i was thinking ryan gosling yeah. I was like, he's not fucking dead. yeah, yeah uh, 
That's the only one I can really yeah. think of. Uh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, but he also kind of like. I mean, I guess he was he was campaigning around to do it for uh, Wolverine Origins, but he's the one that kind of like was campaigning, kind of put his own like money and everything up for. Yeah. yeah uh, exactly. The Deadpool movie. Yeah. 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 And uh, Lindsay, like I think Lindsay Lohan, if she worked out a little bit, not even like it's not in the it's not even the average thing of like Hollywood where it's like, hey, you're a woman, go lose ten pounds. <laughs> like it's not even that. She's just not toned or anything. Yeah, she needs right. to work out. Like yeah. Batgirl is an athletic like person. She mm-hmm. needs to get fit pretty much. Um, if she did that, she'd at least maybe look the part. Kind sure. of. Like yeah. do if she did that and like wore some glasses, she could pass. <laughs> she could pass for a Barbara Gordon. Um, the way she is now, no. Uh, so I don't know who who would you choose to be? Who would you choose to be, Barbara Gordon and Joss Whedon's Batgirl? I don't know. I would I would uh, I would cast an unknown. Yeah, I would I would definitely do that too. I would cast someone new and unknown. But from the from from the reservoir that we have of Hollywood women, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have anyone in particular that comes to mind. Because for me, it would be Emma Stone. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see Emma Stone. I don't know. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, but Emma Roberts keeps on coming in my mind. I have no idea. And she usually plays like the bitchy kind of girl, but I think that doing that, she could have maybe a bit more of a fighter-type spirit. Yeah. But she could probably still play a little bit more of a, you know, upbeat character as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like with Joss Whedon it works better with like whenever Buffy came out you mm-hmm. know Sarah Michelle Gellar wasn't a well known actress Yeah, all yeah. the women characters and that weren't really well known her yeah. and Elsa Flanagan Elsa Hannigan whatever her name is sure uh, chick from fucking <laughs> chick from uh, How I Met Your Mother and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you mean are you talking about the character name Willow yeah well Willow yeah, yeah. But, I, but I was trying to think of the oh, actress's the name, actress's name. Yeah. yeah I don't know um, and uh, uh, I think also whenever not Serenity. Um, Firefly came out. Like oh, Summer yeah. Glow was Summer really Glau. well known yeah. and stuff like that. So he works better with like casting. Yeah. New people. And yeah, he does that same kind of JJ Abrams thing. Yeah. Where he gets newer people. I think. I think with that, it'd be better to get a TV level actor, somebody who hasn't done a lot, than a big movie star. Yeah. Big movie star, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is. Yeah, I know who you are. Like Gal Gadot, you believe as Wonder Woman because she wasn't in too much before Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's a fantastic, yeah. oh, fantastic four. Oh, she's in the Fast and Furious films, but who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> and um, she's only in like one or two of yeah. those, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, and she was maybe in like something else, some TV show. Yeah. So you buy her if you have like some big act like you know Emma Stone. You're like, oh, it's yeah. Emma Stone as Batgirl. You know, if we're talking about TV stuff, there's a. I think she's a really good actress from. Uh, She's from The Walking Dead. I can't remember her name. It's Kate something. Mm-hmm. But she plays a new girl uh, that's not in the comics at all. But in the show, she plays a girl called Enid. Okay. And she's really she's one of the better parts of the show. Like when she gets a moment Which is not saying much at this point. And, no, exactly. The show's fucking garbage now. But uh, she's definitely, when she's on screen, you're like, oh, this is like, if they give her a second, it's like pretty, pretty fucking good. And I, I, think, I think she'd be able to carry it. She'd have to dye her hair, of course. But... Uh, yeah, I I, th- I think she'd be able to to carry it. I just I see Emma Stone in 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 my head so much mainly because a lot of especially earlier stuff that she did, she was like kind of funny and quippy. Yeah, sure. And Barbara is definitely, especially when you go with the new Fifty Two Gail Simone stuff, she's extremely like quippy and like almost Spider Man esque, popping off like jokes and stuff mm-hmm. when she's in the middle of a fucking fight. So. Right. Sure. 
I could see Emma Stone definitely like making jokes like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah sure. Who knows? Well, uh, I doubt Lindsay Lohan will get it. Yeah, yeah I think everybody <laughs> hopes that doesn't happen. Yeah. I hope that everybody hopes that doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Lee. You got anything else? Um, you may already have this on yours also, but uh, Walter Hamada. Walter Hamada takes over the DCEU from John Berg and Jeff Johns. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. Though. He was a producer of it. it and the Conjuring series, and most of the stuff is horror based. Yeah. Um, and. I guess that, of course, DC or Warner Brothers isn't very happy with how John Berg has been handling the DC comic movie universe. You mean Jeff Johns? John Berg. John Berg is the one that Jeff Johns is working with. Oh. Jeff oh, Johns okay. will still be working in some capacity oh, in this okay. one. Okay, gotcha. But, um, like, John Berg is the one that's been kind of like, supposed to be kind of like the Kevin Feige, but they never really yeah. had a Kevin Feige uh, head. Yeah. Overseeing everything. Yeah. Except for maybe Zack Snyder, which is, I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they decided to get Walter Mata. Um, huh. I mean, he's very successful with horror movies and big franchise like selling, like Conjuring and It were all massive successes. Successes, yeah. all three Conjuring films, two Conjuring films, however many. Conjuring and Annabelle, and it kind of made its own universe of haunting type films. Yeah. It was a massive success. Um, he's already worked with James Wan. <gasps> the girl who plays, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She plays, uh, Bev. Bev. Yeah. That's she could be Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be She's pretty really, good. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> it just depends how old they want her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like if they want someone to, I mean, it, after Flashpoint, we'll know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, she actually would be really good. Yeah, she would. But, yeah. um. Yeah, he, he's already worked with James Wan, and James Wan is putting on Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. um, so I guess that they're kind of just... I mean, I don't know if this is a thing where it's like, we put out things that worked and made our company money, put yeah. him in it. Like, they're just kind of <laughs> grabbing at strings still, straws, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to hold on to something, because they're <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't put any effort into trying to establish anything. Yeah. We should have... Slowed our boat instead of trying to just put shit out there to make money. Yeah. And kind of just swinging at everything, you know? Yeah. Um, the only thing they're hanging on to for dear life is Wonder Woman. Yeah, of course. And even that, they're, like, fucking up with stuff because it took them... I don't even know if it's official, but, they're like, it took them forever to, like, confirm Patty Jenkins with the sequel. Yeah. And she was, like... It's, like, yeah, she's one of the main reasons why the first movie was successful. Yeah. Successful. How did you not immediately sign her up for a sequel? I think it's like I, I still don't know to this day if she's been signed up for it or not. I think I, she I think she is. I know if, if she is, I know it took at least a couple of months. Yeah, no, it did. It did. It, yeah. it took a little bit, but it yeah, I think I think I think she is the only coming back. But I mean, if there's a huge overhaul in DC, then I don't know. Maybe not. It could <sighs> yeah. <can> all change. <laughs> Who I have no idea. I think that'd be one of the one things that they would keep though. Yeah. Be. Wonder Woman. It's like the only, I mean, not for me personally. Everyone already knows my fucking stance on the DCEU, but uh, for every, for the majority of moviegoers, Wonder Woman is like the only thing that's working for that universe for them right now. Sure. So they would be fucking fools to not hang on to that. Right on. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. They're bringing over someone else from horror. St- I, I want to see a Horror Man Aqua movie. I'd yeah. love to see that. I want to see a Horror Man fucking, or a horror uh, 
movie. horror like Swamp Thing and oh, yeah. like horror Constantine and stuff. Like, well, they were supposed to do that. Like, Guillermo del Toro says you're putting out Justice League Dark. Yeah, and he's writing and producing that, and then like a lot of his projects, he kind of just you know, he either doesn't get the funding or he gets distracted. I think he has like slight ADD <laughs> where he's just like doing things like, well, no, I'm gonna go do this yeah. now. <laughs> he just has so many projects at different points that were on the back burner. Yeah. He's working on and just kind of go the own way or whatever but then he was like fully connected to like um the hobbit movies he was supposed to direct those before really? peter jackson was yeah he, he's still a credited writer on maybe all of them wow yeah huh or That's at a, least a producer that or something like really that. interesting yeah. to see a uh, hobbit movie like hobbit, hobbit trilogy by him yeah damn huh i didn't know that yeah so um i've only got one more thing yeah that's uh, all i had doc oh that's all you had okay i'll go ahead and tie it up with this fun fucking piece of news uh, Doctor Strange's Scott Derrickson directed the pilot of Snowpiercer, which is becoming a TV show. Ordered, it's gonna be gonna be a series, and it's gonna be what? What would you think Snowpiercer? You've seen the movie, right? Mm-hmm. What would you think Snowpiercer needs to be on? What what channel do you think it would need to be on? Uh, I would say HBO or Netflix. Yeah. You yeah. think, right? Yeah. Nah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. T- TNT. <laughs> TNT, but they're like they're like a revolving door for television shows. <laughs> they are, but like, who puts like a snow? I I hope Snowpiercer is like TNT's like Mr. Robot, right? Because when you see stuff come out on USA, you're like, the fuck is this gonna be? And then Mr. Robot came out, and I was like, oh, a USA can, yeah, yeah, USA can actually do some interesting stuff, which is shocking, I think, to everybody. Yeah, you try to go to the movies and they have like the pre previews whenever it's like. Here's what's coming up. Yeah, and yeah, it shows yeah. like a behind the scenes of this yep. TV show. I can't tell you how many TV shows <laughs> I've seen that have been the behind the scenes. That it's for a show that goes to TNT yep. and lasts one season. Yep. And it's always the people these behind the scenes where they're like interviewing the actors. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. say the same exact fucking yeah, thing yeah. Like, every time. They just like, have like taglines and they say it's yeah. like fucking hashtags or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a real personal journey. I think that's what makes our show, our show better. It's like, yeah, you want to believe the vision. Like, I think I can believe the vision because all <laughs> these shows shit. go the same way. Yeah. When we're here at TNT or USA, I'm like, nope. Yeah. That's the same. It's funny though because it's like TNT, USA, and then that's the ex- exact same thing that happened. With the mummy, with Tom Cruise, they're showing like behind the yeah. scenes. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of fun. Shut up, Tom. Shut up. <laughs> and then they use like my favorite fucking song from Game of Thrones on it for some reason. Yeah, yeah they use the fucking. Yeah, you, uh, you pointed that out immediately. Yeah, li- 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 light of the Seven. It's yeah, a, it's a song uh-huh. in like season six or whatever. And yeah, they fucking point. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, right, they're the mummy doesn't turn You're this. like, what is? It's like, is that Life in Seven? I'm like, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my favorite Game of Thrones song, but ah. Uh, so anyway, Snowpiercer. I didn't really care for the movie. I, I like the movie Netflix. a lot. Was, uh, okay. yeah. I thought it was I all right. It. I, I prefer the uh, uh, Train to Busan. Do you ever see that? I hear things about it, though. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's like another train movie. But uh, first. Snowpiercer So it's training day, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, freaking, what's his name? What's his name? The dude. Chris Evans? No. Denzel? Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to make a train. I was trying to go with another training day joke, but I just had a brain fart, so I couldn't do it. No, uh, so Snowpiercer, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's going to be on TNT, and it's going to be a show. Great. For how long? <laughs> probably one season. Probably probably not even one season. It's been ordered to series, though. TNT has given 
a 10 episode season order to Snowpiercer. So, well, speaking of shows, um, another show that uh, has been being developed for the past eight years um, is Krypton. Yeah. News came about Krypton where they said that's going to be more based on the more comic accurate and based on comics for the Arrowverse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> the Arrowverse, I feel like, especially with Flash, is like yeah. really comic booky. Yeah. Flash is extremely comic booky and Supergirl is extremely comic booky too, but it's more so in the vein of like they take inspiration from a lot of the comics. Mm-hmm. Like from what I've heard from The Flash, they take like some stuff like verbatim like out of the comic. Mm-hmm. But in Supergirl, it's like. There's always like hints and references yeah, sure. to a lot, and it's it's fine. I don't and know then Arrow's just a big pile of garbage. Yeah, I don't fucking know what's up with Arrow. I've heard Legends Tomorrow is okay though, but uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Well, I was just bringing that up. Since yeah, we, just just a fast <laughs> yeah. little thing no, that, cri- that the Krypton yeah. would be more comic book. Did based. you see the trailer for it though? No, Krypton? I didn't know. I didn't know the trailer was out. It for looks it. good. Huh. It looks really good. Yeah, I think they were just kind of so. kicking around the. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I was kind of worried about because I know that originally when they first announced it was supposed to connect into Man of Steel. Yes. And now they're like, nope. <laughs> like, <let's make> <laughs> they're like, no, no thanks. Even yeah. though a lot of it, you can see a lot of inspiration. Like uh, Zack Snyder's like Man of Steel kind of established the whole, uh, specifically the whole like technology Krypton right. kind of uses, mm-hmm. and like really specifically the key. Right. So like, because they have the key in the Krypton trailer, yeah. they have like, it looks okay. exactly like that. And I think they even use that similar kind of key in like uh, Supergirl. It's like a USB on this kind of thing okay. that they can put into stuff. Um, like a no, codec. It was like a codec key or something. Yeah, like it's that, yeah. something. Yeah, but it looks Krypton looks really good. And from what I've heard, uh, Doomsday is going to be in it at one point too. Not so. surprised. Yeah, no. he's a prisoner, Krypton. Yeah, so it'll be. I don't know. It looks cool. I'm going to have to figure out some way to watch it. But yeah, it looks, fine. looks fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. I don't have cable, so I have to figure out something. Um, that's it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go uh, jump into our top ten movies of the year. Yes, sir. 2017 was a pretty good year for movies. Yeah, I don't think it was as good as the last couple of years, but I think it was pretty solid, especially on the back half. Yeah. As I was making this top 10, I still had a good amount of honorable mentions, but um, like 2015, I think 2015 was the last like really great year. Really? Yeah, I think 2015 was super solid. Why I think that is is because it wasn't so overran with comic book movies for me. Oh, okay. Um, There was just, and the two comic book movies that came out I thought were okay. Yeah. Um, that was Avengers two and Ant Man. Oh, okay. Both were fine, but it had there was so much room for other movies and other properties. Like the big one was like, uh, the big movie that came out that year, of course, was uh, Force Awakens. Oh uh, yeah. And that came out yeah. like the end of the year. Yeah. But up there you have all these like kind of reboots going there. You have Mad Max Fury Road. Uh huh. You had Creed. Yep. You know you had all these other films. You had a Tarantino film. You had Ex Machina. You had. Um, uh, Kingsman came out, which surprised everybody. You yeah. had you had all these big surprise films that kind of came out and just kind of blew audiences away. Yeah. Um, you also had uh, like Room and Spotlight and other films that uh, went on to win Academy Awards and stuff. And was Spotlight twenty fifteen? Huh. Was Spotlight. Was yeah, 2015? yeah, it won. It won Film of the Year for 20, 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, when did Whiplash come out? Whiplash came out 14. Oh, okay. That's when oh, Birdman and Whiplash came out. Yeah, because 2014 was like my year because it was like, uh, it was Whiplash uh, and uh, Gone Girl was in 2014. Oh, yeah, it was Yeah, Gone Girl was Christ. awesome. Yeah. Um, it was Venture. So, uh, yep. and then last year was really, really great. Um, for, for 2016, the year before last year. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, 20, 2016. Because we're in 2018 yeah, now. Right? Yeah. 2016 was really strong, I thought, also. Yeah, um, I had good stuff. With especially, like, 
not big big movies or anything like that. Yeah. This year, I basically made two lists. I'm gonna do a quick. I put all my comic book movies, all Marvel DC movies, in a separate list. Okay. And I didn't incorporate it into my top ten list. Oh, uh, okay. Um, just because there were a lot of good ones. Yeah. And I just didn't want them kind of. I didn't want them cramping up my whole list. I kind of want to give room for other films that people may have not seen because yeah. of all the comic book movies or give credit where credit's due for other films. Yeah. Um, so my top six DC Marvel movies yeah, okay. would be uh, at the very bottom of the list, of course, is Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> which is a big pile of shit. Um, <laughs> then it goes uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Wonder okay. Woman. Dang, Wonder Woman that low, huh? Yeah, Spider-Man okay. Homecoming. Okay. Guardians 2. Yes. And then uh, Logan. Okay. Which Logan, not to take away from anyone on my top 10 list, will be my number two film of the year. Oh, okay. But I gotta be fair about, you know, you no Marvel DC. You gotta be fair. It's our own fucking podcast. Well, you can do whatever well, you want. Well, it is, but, but I, I kind of want to, you know, I don't want to throw it in there. It'll be probably my number two film yeah. of the year. I've got a lot of genre slash comic book stuff on my on yeah. my list. And I think a lot of it's because you were living here in Gainesville and I wasn't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so... I didn't get to go see movie like even if we weren't doing an episode mm-hmm. like sometimes you would just go see a fucking movie by yourself and mm-hmm. I'd be like you know doing I'd be working or doing whatever mm-hmm. I wouldn't be living down in Gainesville and so I I feel like I didn't get to see as many movies as you and so a lot of the movies I did see that I liked were comic book movies and they were fine but uh yeah I mean there was stuff on, I could have made a top 10 list with nothing but with with no comic book movies but I didn't bother because some of the non comic book movie stuff we saw I didn't think deserved to be on like the list or anything regardless like you know fucking the mummy before right, yeah. before we started the podcast or like king arthur like i don't give yeah, a shit like, no it's yeah. none of that's going on here yeah. so i didn't like i didn't do any rearranging like that and right. so there is probably half of my list is the comic books and stuff right. that came out this year but gotcha. half of it isn't so we'll see yeah, there you go and one of the movies you, that you would probably think is on my list actually isn't so oh wow yes yeah, same here a uh, couple of them that I thought was going to be my top 10 earlier in the year Got bumped down to honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Um, just because the last part of the year was really strong. There were some things I forgot came out at the beginning of the year that yeah. I was like, they kind of kept with me that it made him top 10. I had to go back and check La La Land because I was like, La La Land was 2016. That was the very right? end of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, okay. <laughs> yeah, like that in Moonlight. Yeah. Um, and all that controversy at Academy Awards. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess that we'll go 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8. We'll say what it is and give a short little reason why it's, yeah. it's in or whatever. But uh, I guess first, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and I, I figured I can go ahead and knock off all my honorable mentions and then you can go ahead and knock off all yours real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. So we'll just name all those and then we'll go 10, 10, 9, 9, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Sure. So my, I only have two honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions are uh, Logan and Disaster Artist. Okay. Both right. of those. Logan and Disaster Artist, you already mentioned. Yeah, Disaster yeah. Artist is I, Logan is really good. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Wolverine. Right, like, right. That's my thing. It's like a lot of people like Wolverine. A lot mm. of people are crazy about him. I like him. I mm. think he's fun. He's just one of the X-Men that I care the least about. Like there's yeah. nothing I really care about with him. The movie is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It does so much more than just like a comic book movie thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just breaks like out and does all this kind of, it takes these characters that we already know, especially with actors that we already know and does so much more stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just Wolverine. I just don't give a shit. Right, so sure. it's it's good though. I like it. It's a really solid movie. And Disaster Artist, of course, was something that surprised me. And it didn't surprise me in like the terms of how much I liked it, but it surprised me 
and that I expected it to be nothing but a funny movie. Mm-hmm. And I went away with that. I went away from that movie sad. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that movie was a sad movie. It is sad. And uh, it's got it just breaks my like especially in the ending. By the way, fucking spoilers for all this shit. We're gonna talk yeah. about like we're not gonna talk about all these movies in depth, but yeah. we might mention some stuff, and they're gonna Might be, be fucking spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. So yeah, if you hear something, fucking turn it off or whatever. Um, but yeah, with Disaster Artist, like at the end where he like shows the movie and everyone's cracking up laughing, and he just like breaks down, and uh, his his friends like, yeah, but he he's like Tommy Wiseau is like, yeah, don't, it's not the movie that I wanted. And he's like, yeah, but people are still enjoying it, man. You gotta find. You gotta find, you know, fun, fun. You gotta have fun with that. And I'm like, no, fuck that. It's like, no, you can, you can enjoy people enjoying your movie. That's fine. But no, you didn't set out for this to be fucking funny. Yeah, and right. now you have a friend telling you just to sit back and take it because people find it's funny. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out some way to. No, fuck that. Like, I, I wouldn't have done that if I made a piece of work that I put my heart and soul into. Even though it's debatable whether he actually did put his heart and soul into it, but regardless yeah, how is. much you put into it or whatever, if you, if you make a work of art with a specific intention in mind and that intention is completely it's a 180 from the actual reaction that people have to it when they see it or whatever mm-hmm. it's uh i don't think it's wrong to be mad about that yeah, sure. or to be yeah. like you can't make people like your stuff so that's fine you shouldn't be trying to make people like your stuff but you also shouldn't alter your delivery of the movie to make it so that you feel better about yourself when like no like no i wouldn't do that so yeah and he does he still does it to this day yeah like like at uh where he's at the live showings because you know he yeah. tours it around yeah, 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 him and yeah. greg do mm-hmm. and he's like yeah this is my comedy yeah it's it's like, that. No. it's like right. yeah. yeah i feel really sad for him because of that i think so. i i feel sad for tom was just as a person in general <laughs> yeah like i i the yeah. thing I, I told you is that the movie He's a little bit more, he's a little bit more sinister than with the movie. Like movie kind of yes. has like kind of kind of relief and he's kind of naive, yes. which he is naive, but he's kind of like deceptive to people and he's yeah. way worse on set. Uh-huh. And he's, um, I don't know, like he's he's he lies a lot to people and things like that. But I think that he's just very naive. Like he's such a tragic type character because yeah. he's just like, I don't know, like like I don't feel like he fully comprehends like things like he just doesn't understand and you know he just wants to be accepted yeah but it's clearly not where he should be like you know like it's just not the right thing so yeah now i i want to go and look at more stuff about him as a person Mm -hmm. uh but with knowing everything that i do so far even with you telling me certain Mm -hmm. stuff and then seeing how the movie plays out it's just like yeah it was marketed and the whole kind of movie is you know a funny movie that's got a sad fucking ending. Jay Springer does great though. He and does. He yeah. does a really good time with yeah. So. I thought it was just gonna be a really bad time with So impression because I've seen so many of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be him with some <laughs> shitty prosthetics <laughs> anytime with So nah. impression. But there's sometimes where he looks just like him, yeah. especially when he has sunglasses on. Yeah. Like, he oh looks my God. just like Tommy yeah. So. It. It's really well yeah. done. Um, but those are my honorable mentions. What's what's yours? Um, my first one that. I was really battling with a couple of these. I was really battling with putting Justice on the list. League. Actually, all of these. Justice League. <laughs> Which, yeah, absolutely. Just League. League. <laughs> yeah. Just League is a, a big honorable mention. <laughs> um, no, uh, Lucky. Lucky was a great, great film. Um, L- Lucky. Yeah, Lucky is Harry Luke? Dean Stanton's. Oh, last. no, okay. not Lucky Logan. No, yeah, I was no, like, no. wait a minute, Logan Lucky? Like, no, is no, that no, it? Yeah, oh, okay. not Logan Lucky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lucky, which is Harry Dean Stanton's last film, was an independent movie celebration okay. of Harry Dean Stanton's life. Okay. Kind of before he even died by another character actor, uh, David Carroll Lynch. Yeah. Um, 
directed it um who was the dad on the adventures of pete and pete and you see him on like uh, fargo and yeah. zodiac and all yeah. kinds of stuff okay it was his directorial debut and him as a character actor it's kind of just his love letter to harry dean stan and gotcha. just massive body of work and it's a great movie it's it's emotional it's awesome and and came really close to making the list um shape of water for me, came really close to making the list. Oh, damn. Um, I thought I, that was going to be on your list. I, I almost did until uh, I saw a different movie and it kind of bumped it. I was going to put on, it's just at least for Guillermo del Toro. I okay. do love the film though. Yeah. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes didn't make it. Oof. Um, and that's a big part for, um, because of Woody Harrelson. I, I just thought he was completely Fair miscast enough. and Fair it enough. really bumped the movie down. Yeah. I, I think it could have not even used a main antagonist type character. I think it could have yeah. just had military kind of capturing them and just having escape carry yeah. them having the have, whole like, having it be more about like uh Koba and yeah and Caesar like how Koba's haunting them yeah like how, and, yeah and just happens to, I don't think you just you didn't need an antagonist character yeah. I think kind of brought down I went back and rewatched it again recently uh-huh. and I guess maybe since my expectations were tampered with Woody Harrelson uh-huh. I enjoyed his character more so oh, it's yeah. like oh okay this is this is alright now yeah right I've, I've got the whole trilogy on Blu-ray now so I'm happy okay oh you bought, you bought <laughs> yeah. the third one okay, yeah I went awesome. and bought it it's really good um The Big Sick didn't that make my list. Didn't make your list. No, Damn. no. Okay. Um, there's just another really great comedy um, with a lot of heart on there. There's just um, I, I love that film. I own it. I, I rewatched it again recently. I think it's a fantastic film. Yeah. Um, and it didn't make my list. Oh my god! It didn't make my <laughs> list. Yeah, I know. Um, wow. There's gonna be a couple on here that's probably gonna really surprise you that it's on here. Okay. Um, but yeah, it. I, I'm I love, surprised it because me and you loved it. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do love it. I, I love it. I think it's. I mean, the. I don't take anything I said back from the review for that one. Yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, the only redaction I have is for um, one of the ones I have in my top ten that made the top ten because more I thought about it, and um, Detroit. Um, Detroit isn't nearly as good as I remember it being, no, okay. and the writing shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I haven't um, went back and realized. I just don't think it holds up. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it it didn't make it. Um, just comparatively to the other ten, I was just kind of like, <sighs> fair enough. It definitely stuck with me and everything. And I think also, um, it kind of bumped it down a little bit after going to like, it going to Spooky Empire kind of gave me flashbacks to going to other comic conventions seeing a shitload of Harley Quinns and Deadpools. Oh, God. Everything yeah. was it. And everybody was dressed like Pennywise. No, was, really? Yeah, barely um, anybody was dressed like anything else. It was just like oversaturation of just yeah. like... Fair enough. I'm yeah. seeing this everywhere. But it is still a fun movie. It is. Um, I was surprised because last year I had three horror movies on my top ten. I yeah. think I have... I've got a... No horror movies on my top ten. I've got some horror movies online. Okay. Right on. Not a lot, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, I don't have any. I mean, I, I guess these some of these are horror movies you look in some way. Yeah. Well, yeah, one is one is a horror movie, I guess. But anyways. <laughs> there you yeah. go. But, uh, yeah. That's <clears throat> all my honorable mentions. And uh, also, I know we talked about this beforehand. Um, we haven't seen everything, especially things that came out late yeah, at the end of the year. There's a good couple of movies that so I still want to see. So we haven't seen Florida Project, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, Phantom Thread, Darkest Hour, uh, I, Tanya. Yeah. Um, all those ones that people are talking about. I haven't seen fucking Wind River yet. Oh, uh, Wind River. <laughs> God. Yeah. I really want to see Wind it. Wind River's great. Yeah, um, I, Tanya, haven't seen that. Uh, I know you don't care about The Greatest Showman. I still really want to see that. Yeah, it's, it's getting uh, torn it's, apart. I hear, it's, I hear the music's good in it. Yeah, that's kind of all I care about because it's a fucking musical. Yeah. So just the music and the choreography. Yeah, it's that's usually pretty important with musical. Yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else like I haven't had a chance to see yet? Uh, 
Oh, Molly's Game that came out in 2017, and I was wanting yeah, very end also. I was, I was wanting to see that. See that uh, Darkest Hour have been out for a couple of weeks, but what's that? Yeah, that Darkest Hour have been out for a couple of weeks. I just uh, haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, out in yeah. theaters here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, the Florida Project's the biggest one that I yeah I can't just you can't fucking find it. It's like in Jacksonville, and I don't feel like not anymore. Is it not anymore? Because no, uh-uh. I know for the longest time they weren't playing it down here in Gainesville, mm-hmm. and it was up at like the fucking like some Jacksonville like forty. 40 miles away or something. I was like, fuck. Like, I really want to see it, but I just, yeah, I couldn't find the time to drive up there to go see that. Yeah. So, so yeah, with, with this list that we have, this is just the movies that we've seen. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know people, I'm watching, I watch all these like YouTube videos of like people making their top 2017 list and they're like, they're like trying not to be offensive. They're like, no, listen, this is just my list and, you know, it's not the best movies. It's just the movies that I like. It's like, <laughs> It's like, if you have to fucking say that, your audience is dumber than you fucking think. Yeah, right. Just so any of you fucking know, I'm not saying that to you. Yeah. Because if you think that what I'm legitimately saying as my favorite movies is the best movies, you're a fucking idiot and you need to turn off this yeah. podcast now. Yeah. Because what the fuck? Like, who who gets that mad? Well, I guess it's the fucking internet, so I guess people do get mad. What the... It's like these aren't the best movies of 2017. These are my these are my top ten. It's my top ten list. It goes so, without saying. Yeah. Like who the fuck has to clear? Like, oh. Especially on YouTube. YouTube is like the most hateful. Oh my like, god! Like everybody's so angry on YouTube. I don't understand. It's like people just go there just to troll and be angry. I, I don't get it. With all that being said, these top ten lists that we have are the best movies of 2017. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't fucking agree, you're a fucking idiot. Um, our our individual top tens and and all the ones that coincide yeah. and, and you know cross over if you think any different you're fucking wrong yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go so with that being said that's our disclaimer yes um, so yeah we already did the honorable mentions yeah. alright so number 10 uh, for number 10 for me was Baby Driver what'd you have uh, why, why Baby Driver yeah, give a couple reasons why oh I just thought we were, oh okay fair enough yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for Baby Driver I really really like the choreography mm-hmm. I like the presentation of how Edgar Wright just presents that whole movie mm-hmm. I think like the biggest part for me is the sounds how he incorporates sound into it sure. with the sound being so important to many different characters and just how he incorporates it into the editing with the music playing over action sequences all this kind of stuff I thought it was really good the only reason it's not higher is because of that fucking ending I still don't like the ending okay right on. I, I like the whole movie mm-hmm. I was, I remember when we went and saw it I was in it to win it for the whole fucking movie mm-hmm. and the ending happens and it just it doesn't kill the movie for me. Yeah, that's, right. why, that's why it's still it's on the, the list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just don't like that ending, so that's why it's not higher. But it's a, and it was fu- it was a fun surprise for the year. Sure, I'm not. I don't like Edgar Wright stuff too much in general, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know about this movie until like a month or two before it came out, and I only knew about it because you you mentioned it, and so we went and saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a fun surprise. I right. didn't know about it. I didn't go into the year waiting to see it or anything. So yeah, I, I I usually if I if I enjoy a movie a lot and it's a surprise, kind of boosts it up for me. Cool. So that's why Baby Driver's up there. But that's that's my number ten. What do All you right, have? awesome. Uh, my number ten is Lady Bird. Lady Bird. There yeah. You uh, Lady Bird. The story of Lady Bird McPherson is uh, movie with a lot of heart. Um, yep. I it's why Big Sick also didn't make it is because I think Lady Bird is like the same type of movie kind okay. of. Um, Lady Bird is is a comedy, but it's it's. It's like a, a dark real, comedy. Though, it's a dark it? comedy. Yeah. It's a real honest comedy. It's probably the most realistic take I've seen on a high school girl. Okay. Or, or high schoolers in general. They go to either they, they go to like a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've known these people. Like I've seen these people like, you know, through high school and stuff. 
Um, it's got a lot of heart. There's some real emotional, sad moments, and it, it, it's it's one of the more heartfelt films of the year. Um, gotcha. Uh, beautifully acted, great, greatly directed. Like we're talking about, woman director um, and <laughs> writer. Great, and yeah, yeah. Gerwig. Um, yeah, and I think what really helps is that there's not there's not a, any real big like stars in it or yeah. anything like that. So it feels like really yeah. organic. Um, it's nice when you can have movies like that and you don't have the expectations for them because of all the, like you don't know the people from anything yeah. anything else yeah for sure but uh, yeah that's my uh, that's my number 10 cool yeah I still a movie I haven't seen yet so yeah, I'm really, really wanting to go see it yeah. um, just haven't had the chance to yet uh, number 9 for me is Wonder Woman okay yeah right. I put it right up there uh, it's it's awesome like I like DC movies in general mm-hmm. um, it's fun I don't know too much about Wonder Woman anyways, and I didn't have really <laughs> expectations for it to yeah, begin right. with. Like, uh-huh. I'm not the biggest Wonder Woman fan to begin with. Sure. So I thought the movie did a really solid job. It was like, Wonder Woman was like Iron Man 1 level for me of like not knowing really anything about this character mm-hmm. and then going in and being pleasantly surprised with like the whole film. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, Gal Gadot is incredible in it. Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, just fucking awesome. I like how... I like how it fits into the DC universe. Like, mm-hmm. she's introduced in Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. but then her whole movie is a fucking flashback where it just goes back right. and it shows her whole stuff. And so they kind of, either purposefully or not, distance themselves away from everything in the DCEU to be like, hey, we're just going to tell a Wonder Woman yeah, story. we're going to do our quick. thing. Yeah. Even though in the beginning and the end, they, they bookend it with the whole, like, it's a post She's talking BBS to Bruce scene. Wayne. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's talking to Bruce Wayne. Um the only reason it's lower is because I think the movie has some serious fucking problems. It does. It's really good. I love what it stands for with having a woman action superhero being directed by a woman. Like, all, like I love what it stands for in that sense. It's very revolutionary in that yeah, sense. Yeah, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. Um, I think that there is some absolute garbage in the movie, though. One of the things that, like... A lot of people complain... I know, like, BBS has the Martha moment, and a lot of people complain about that. That pales in comparison to the shittiness of what happens in act three of wonder woman <laughs> with i haven't heard people really complaining about it and it surprises me to this day because the whole idea like when i went back and watched it i was like fuck it is really bad because at the end of wonder woman she goes through the whole whole movie like hunting down Ares, the god of war she has the god killer sword she's like i'm gonna fucking do this and she run, runs into Ares at the end of the movie and then she's like, I'm I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do this thing. Like, first of all, they do the whole switcheroo where it's like, that's not Ares. This is Ares. And yeah, so they do right. that thing. <laughs> but and that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, sure. The thing that I think is the fucking stupidest thing in all of DC movies so far is that she's like, All right, well, now I know you're Ares, so I'm going to kill you. And she's like, This is what I'm going, this is how I'm going to kill you. And the villain literally fucking goes, That's not how you kill me. This is how you kill me. <laughs> And she goes, okay, thanks, and then fucking kills him. Like, because she has the god killer sword, and she goes to use it on him, and he destroys it. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you poor child. You didn't know that the god killer isn't the sword. It's you. It's you. What the fuck is that? Like, like what? Why does the villain tell the protagonist that? Yeah, right. Why? That's the stupidest thing. Evil monologue. Oh evil fu- monologue. And it's not even a monologue. Like, he's not even, like, talking for more <laughs> yeah, than five seconds. Yeah. He literally just says that bit of information for her. That is the... Du- I don't care what happens in Batman vs. Superman. That is the dumbest thing to happen in a DC movie <laughs> ever. The fucking villain not only explains... 
to the protagonist how to defeat them, but like corrects them in their initial way of thinking. Yeah, right. She, he doesn't just go, "Hey, this is how you kill me." He goes, "Oh, you think that's the way? No, that's not the way. This is the way." It's so fucking. Stupid. You're just like, actually, now I'm talking about this. Fuck this! I'm on top ten. Logan, you're back in. <laughs> Logan's back. No, no, no. Wonder Woman's still up there for everything that it stands for and for everything in that movie besides that stupid fucking. Part. I was also annoyed by the the. Slow mo. I thought it was way too much slow mo for it's me. Got, but see, that's the thing. Like, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, so I'm, like, I'm okay <laughs> with it. Much. I'm just like, yeah, this is okay. It's they're doing the ramping Zack Snyder 300 Man of Steel BBS stuff. I'm fine with that. And like, I also I was okay, wasn't but. the biggest fan of. I, I'm in the minority here. I know. Yeah. But I wasn't the biggest fan of her and Chris Pine's chemistry in the film. Really? Yeah. Wow. I wasn't. I, I didn't feel like it was super organic. I wasn't really rooting for the relationship. Yeah. I thought it was just he's attractive, she's attractive. Yeah. They come from different worlds. Whatever. Fair enough. You I, know, she needs a love interest and something connected. It's to It's definitely world. nowhere near like it's not fucking like Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It's not. It's not Deadpool. For me. It's not. Deadpool is one of the most organic relationships I think in a comic book movie. I'm not even as big of a fan of this film as everybody else, but yeah. I think that it's uh, got a good one. Yeah, yeah. Wade and. Um, Whatever Gina Korea's yeah. character's name is. Uh, it, it, I think that that whole movie is a love story in yeah. and of itself. Like everything that's done is so he can get back with her. Yeah, everything. I, I think Deadpool's really good because it's like really organic. Like it's fresh. It's yeah. like fresh and new and raw. It's yeah, like right. very. It feels like a real relationship. Sure. The Wonder Woman thing. I do agree with that. It's like it does feel like hey, these two people are attractive. Let's throw them together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They definitely they don't stand up to like other like things that I can yeah, think right. of. Even mm-hmm. like even you know fucking Clark and Lois and like the B- Man of Steel and BBS thing. I think is like pretty good. A lot of people don't like Lois Lane and I, I like her, but uh, no, it's yeah. B- uh, yeah. Their chemistry isn't that good. But besides that, yeah, uh, I think Wonder Woman's incredible. Yeah. That fucking part is stupid as shit. <laughs> I have a huge problem yeah, with that yeah, part, yeah. but that it, it's solid. That's the only, that's mainly the reason why right. that movie doesn't rank higher. But sorry, I ranted for like ten minutes. Oh, so well, we so never we never had a review of that movie either. So. Oh yeah, we didn't. Yeah. That's right. Um, my number nine is Coco. Oh, okay. Um, and that's what bombed really, Shape of Water out of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've heard um, really good things about Coco. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Coco, like all Pixar movies. Destroy me emotionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's um, what they're good at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're pretty great at that 90% of the time. I heard that Cars 3 is terrible, but who gives yeah. a fuck about Cars anyways? <laughs> um, and they've had a couple other films that people don't really talk about, but normally they're batting 100. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Coco is is – I'm not Hispanic at all. I can see where it's a complete celebration of Mexican culture mm-hmm. and uh, celebrating, you know uh, – uh, De los Muertes and yeah. all this and there's yeah. all that, but also you have this beautiful story of family and um and and not even if you're not Mexican or anything like that, but uh, celebrating your heritage and celebrating yeah. your ancestors and it's beautiful. Like the movie, like the, the the graphics and everything, like they just keep on getting better with every movie. There's so many colors. Mm-hmm. The, the the technology that's used to make it looks great. Um, the film is, is emotional, it's fun, um, it's Pixar, and, uh, they knock out of the park again. Yeah, Coco. I, yeah, I really want to see it. My, yeah. uh, mom went with, like, my niece to see it, mm-hmm. and she, unfortunately, she's not able, it doesn't seem like she's able to really 
appreciate a different culture from like a different she's like i didn't really get it like i didn't like it very much yeah, and right. i was like and so and like you no, it's okay you don't really know anything about that culture so <laughs> i wouldn't expect her here really so it's fine but I, i've been hearing really good things about yeah, it yeah so. it's really good it's yeah. um it, it's there, there's moments where tears are coming down my eyes and it seems like the only movies i really cry in like that i actually like have tears right in my eyes and pixar movies like yeah inside out a couple years back got me Toy Story 3, when that came out, 2010, yeah. got me. See, and, I'm, you know, I'm missing all the big Pixar yeah. movies. I haven't seen Toy Story 3. I haven't seen Inside Out. I haven't uh, seen Coco. Man. Like, I'm, I'm missing. Uh, so good. Did they do uh, Zootopia? No, that was, that was that, a Disney that animation. Oh, okay. But okay. that's a good movie. I like yeah, Zootopia was really good. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've missed all the other ones. Uh, that's another one that I haven't, unfortunately, seen this year. So I want to go see. Yeah. Damn, the, what was that, number nine for you? Yeah, number Damn. nine. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, so number eight. <clears throat> number eight for me was uh, Three Billboards outside okay, Ebbing, right Missouri. I did not expect that movie to land on the top ten for me, mm-hmm. even really this high. Um, after seeing it, I still didn't really I, – like, I had to think about it for a while. It was one of those movies that had to, like, just really – like, it just kept coming back to me. It was mm-hmm. – I, I love the story that was told in it, which was about, like, fucking anger and, like, how you can let either anger consume you or let it go. Mm-hmm. And – I thought the movie explored it through multiple characters in a really interesting way. Uh, the same way that you don't like Woody Harrelson's character in Warp for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. It's the same kind of way I don't like his character in this movie. Oh, really? I like his character. I, like I just movie. don't like his exit. Like, I don't right. like the suicide. I, do. I, like I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I understand the thing it was going for, both character-wise, and I like the repercussions of it, like yeah. how he leaves notes and, like, he's still giving the lady shit, uh, Francis McDormand's yeah. character. Um, like, he's still giving her shit from, like, after the, from, yeah. you know, from Beyond the Dead. It's, it's it's funny and that's the that's the thing about this movie too it's really fucked up but it's really funny um but even like uh direct direct directorial wise like the writing's really good the direction's really good it's got that fun long take that we talked about in our yeah. review um yeah overall i just thought it was a really solid movie and it had a lot of good stuff to say and it just kept coming back to me so when i sat down to really think about it i placed it at number eight nice so, yeah, yeah so what's, cool. what you got for number eight uh, my number eight is good time Good time. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Good time is my good number time eight. A good time. Um, good time uh, flew under a lot of people's radar. It um, did. It's a movie that. It's uh, one of those fucking like A24 movies that just yeah, people don't yeah. know about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just rewatched it because I bought it. Um, oh, okay. And I rewatched it with my buddy Chris. Yeah. Um, and while watching it, I looked up the budget. It's not made for $2 million. Which I don't know if we brought a. up in our review or not. Yeah. And watching it, like how everything's shot. It's so interesting shot with like the neon lights and everything. Yeah. Movies, I, I'm a sucker for good crime films. It's a great crime film without firing a single shot. Yeah. Um, it's sleazy. It's uh, never really slows down at all. It's just like yeah. one night of just like this guy Crazy coming up. Like just on. what we said on review. Just yeah. coming up with like lie after lie and plan and scheme after scheme. Yeah. Um, to save his brother from jail, and um, it's just a fun ride. Um, it's dark. It's it's crime ridden, and uh, it, it's got heart. And yeah. it's a great story of you know sometimes even though you have family, sometimes your family isn't always what's best for you. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So or some certain members of your family. Yeah, you know. Um, and that's like kind of running theme where it's yeah. like you have this your main character. But you also see other members of family, um, his grandma, stuff like that, uh-huh. who probably have better intentions for the brother and stuff. Yeah. And even though he's close with his brother, your main character, 
he's probably not the best person for him to be around yeah. his mental state. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it's just, it's a, it's a really good film and, yeah. um, it's, it's a good time, like you said. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoy it. Made my number eight. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good. I yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm, I don't know why I didn't even just give it an honorable mention. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good one though. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Number eight. Yeah. Number seven. Uh, so number seven for me. For the longest time, I thought this was gonna be higher, and then as I just went through stuff and tried to figure it out, it kept on dropping down a little bit. But it was still really, really good. It's a War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. I fucking love yeah, that. I thought movie. that was way higher on your list. Yeah, it it was for a while, and then when I really sat down to try to figure everything out, it just dropped down a little bit. Um, yeah, I just the whole trilogy, the rebooted trilogy of Planet of the Apes. Uh, I've said it in the review, and I'll say it again. Those movies do not deserve... They have no business being that good. I don't know why they are that good. They're bad. all really good films. They are fucking yeah. really good. Yeah. And uh, besides the misleading marketing and titling of the movie as War, uh, it besides that, we get an interesting character piece of Caesar mm-hmm. as he's grown old and led the apes after humans have just like all but pretty much died in the world. And uh, he still has the struggle going on with, like, the other humans. And it's just, like, a fucking revenge story. Like, he just loses so much in the movie. Yeah. And he just sets out, doesn't fucking give a shit what's going to happen to himself. Mm-hmm. He is going to make someone pay for what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is really good. The director, uh, the direct, direction by Matt Reeves, um, I thought it's incredible. There's awesome, awesome shots in the movie. And then just the special effects by, uh, what is it, Weta? Weta Digital? Yeah, um, yeah. Andy we about, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's they they just work on it so much. I actually just recently listened to a episode of a podcast called uh, the Q and A with Jeff Goldsmith, mm. and he had a Q and A uh, interview with uh, Matt Reeves. Okay, they were, they were going over stuff talking about War from the Planet of the Apes, and apparently that whole ending scene. I watched it with new eyes after hearing the interview from him, where they had the avalanche at the end of the movie. Yeah. They were trying to figure out how to do an avalanche, and like the location they were in, the people were just like, "Hey, we can set off a controlled avalanche for you. Like, we can do that. Like, that's uh-huh. a thing." And he's like, "Okay, maybe." And so he went to Weta Digital, and they're like, "They're like, don't do that yet. Maybe we can figure it out." And so the hardest thing that the special effects team was dealing with was trying to figure out the trees in the avalanche. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, they couldn't make it look right. And then, like, the next day when Matt Reeves went back, they were like, "We got it." And they created some fucking algorithm that wrote a complete, like, forest. It just, like, spawned a forest with, like, new trees. <laughs> and, like, it was just this fucking computer thing. And, like, everything in that shot is computer animated. Wow. And it looks fucking real as shit. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's just, really like, the, like, the trees are just, like, ran. Like, it's like, yeah, we just wrote a code that produced these, like, yeah, it just made a forest. Yeah, right. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's, like, it was a new thing they just did. And it's the first time it's ever been implemented in nice. a movie. Like, I'm probably not explaining it right. But that's what I gathered from it, and I thought that yeah. was really impressive. But besides that, I think the whole movie is just really fucking solid. It's a tad too long, and it kind of veers off in weird places where, like, you think it's going to go one way, and it doesn't. And it kind of takes its time with other stuff that I feel it didn't really need to. Right. But um, overall, yeah, it's really fucking solid. It just came out on Blu-ray, and I fucking went and bought it. So Immediately. Now <laughs> yeah, now I've got the whole collection. Yeah, I mean, it, sh- it should be called Ape Escape. But <laughs> yeah, trademark. Fuck you, PlayStation. Exactly. We're taking it back. <laughs> Just Caesar running around with that little like red light thing. Yeah, the red light thing. 
Uh, Woody Harrelson chasing him with a fucking, <laughs> yeah, with a fucking like, net. sword or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like trying to catch him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's my number seven. What do you what do you got for number seven? My number seven is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Fucking a. Yeah, what? Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my no. number seven. No. Yes, sir. You are joking. I am not joking. It is my number seven. Explain your thought process. The more to me. I think about this film and everything, um, I can't think about that movie. I, I think about that movie when I want to put myself to sleep. I'm like <laughs> when I'm trying to go to bed at night. I don't think of counting sheep. I think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. This film is everything that uh, I, when we saw we traveled a long ways to see. It's a long movie. Yeah. Travel back, and I will never not say that it could use editing and it yeah. could use shortening and it's not a tad too long yeah and it is a slow burn of a movie but more i think about it is what a sequel should be um it's almost exactly what a sequel should be it organically yeah. moves the universe forward okay um it uh fills where the place where where this universe should naturally be while also expanding this universe, showing you different areas outside of the city. Um, characters that were introduced in the first one are where they should be 40 years later, 30 years later, like uh, Deckard. Yeah. Um, I think that it brings up some really good, not, not as good as other movies like her or something, but um, but humanity yeah. and, and, yeah. and technology and what's sentient and what's not. Yeah. Especially with Ryan Gosling's character. Um, it's dark and brooding, which I'm a sucker for dark and slow and, and noir. Um, this is also, I think, last three or four years, um, the Denis Villeneuve film has hit in my top ten. Oh, okay. Arrival was definitely, if we would have done a top ten in 2016, yeah. Arrival would have been like number two or number one for me. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I knew it was there. high on your list. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's wonderfully acted. I think it's wonderfully shot. I think it sounds great. And it's the one movie that, compared to other films, that I've actually want to go back and rewatch. I think that it's definitely a movie that if anybody hasn't seen it, it now that's coming out on media to watch it in sections, like chop into forty-five minute <laughs> yeah. intervals. Yeah, watch it like a TV show. Um, or something. <laughs> yeah, and it, and basically it was a sequel that was made not to. Not with intention of we're gonna franchise this no, out. Yeah, we're yeah, making yeah. sequels, which it's is like, what I appreciated. It yeah, yeah. That's like it's a passion project of like I just want to do this story, yeah. and I don't care if it makes the money or not. I want to yeah. do something that's like, visual, def- yeah. and and I think that from a cinephile um, perspective, that it has everything that's that that a person that's just a fan of film can appreciate. Yeah. So I think that yeah. is a big piece of art, even though it's a little big and it's a little little bulky yeah um and even like different terms it could do like it could go here on the big action sequence at the end it's uh-huh. like a dour dark like not a lot is like blowing up <laughs> around like just just brutal type uh yeah. last battle sequence and i feel like the ending is really um the ending as well is very uh uh appetizing it's very uh fulfilling um just how everything kind of wraps up it's like cool this is how i should do it so more think about it blade runner made it onto my top 10 list and pretty pretty but you're a fan of the first you're a fan of the first one i I do yeah i I I think that's part of my part of my problem i do like the first one a fan of just anything yeah really so what what was it yeah my phone fell in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) i was making sure it wasn't like computer thing i was like what no no big pockets (laughs) yeah uh Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Fair interesting. enough. Um, where are we at? Number number six. six. Okay. 
Uh, number six for me, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Uh, wow. Fun, super fun. Not only Spider-Man flick, but superhero flick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they finally did with the Spider-Man character. It felt like a fun progression from his little introduction he had in Civil War. Uh, all the characters are super fun. I mean, I don't have much to say about it besides, besides it just being a really fun movie. Yeah, it, it was is. a good addition to the Marvel Universe. It was some of the most fun I've had in a Marvel uh, movie this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Tom Tom Harding as Spider-Man's awesome fucking... Uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton mm-hmm. uh, as Birdman. He's <laughs> Vulture. <laughs> yeah, Vulture. He's, he's awesome. I loved him. The whole car scene where he's just like... He realizes Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, it's fucking that that reveal. I really love the yeah, reveal of who Michael Keaton is in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's everything's just really fun. It's mm-hmm. um, I don't like the ending battle really that much. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like too much is going on. Uh, but just the characterization. It's one of those movies that I. It's a good movie. It's a good superhero movie where they take the characterization really seriously, sure. and they don't just rely on like the special effects. Yeah, which absolutely. I, I really appreciate. Marvel kind of does that in general, yeah. but I felt they did a really good job of it in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, that's number six for me. What awesome. Uh, number six for me is John Wick Chapter Two. Oh, okay. Uh, was that this year? Yeah, it came. Fuck. It came in February. I would have gotten around to watching that then if I realized that was this year. I thought it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um, the very beginning of the year. I think it came out the same weekend as Lego Batman. Oh, okay. Um, and I saw both those that weekend. I love both of them. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 fuck, I forgot to put an honorable mention. Lego Batman. <laughs> Lego Batman's great. I, I just thought about it. And I brought that up. I couldn't but, even. Um, I couldn't even make it halfway through that movie. Really? Lego, oh, Lego man. Batman. I love so None much. of the comedy was for me. Oh, really? I, was I thought like, it was nope, so fun. Nope. I'm good. Um, but yeah, John Wick Chapter Two. Um, John Wick, kind of like Blade Runner 2049. I think the first one came out. It didn't mean to make a sequel. Yeah. I think that you watch that movie. Everything's wrapped up pretty pretty neatly at the end of it where it's like okay yeah. you know he went out he got his revenge or whatever yeah. cool and it kind of just blew up and I feel that the movie didn't sell to make a franchise it just kind of did its own thing and things are just like people want more of it people just want it um, you know the TV show got announced you know the third movie's coming out um, this movie is just as fun as the first one mm-hmm. um John Wick does such a great job of just creating this awesome, like, comic book, video game-esque world yeah. without much effort. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, just yeah. fascinates people. And it's not, like, based on anything either. That's what blew yeah, me exactly. away. It's just, like, original. its own thing. Yeah. I never thought I would ever be, like, you know, uh, Ken Reeves has his own Like, I guess people will say Neo, but, like, those movies have so much hate around it. But, like, the, you the know. The second two, did, yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. Two. Even um, I, lo- I love the whole thing. Yeah, I know you like all yeah. of them. Um, but, uh... You know, Arnold has Terminator, you know, Stallone has uh, Rambo, yeah. and Keanu Reeves has John Wick. Keanu Reeves <laughs> has uh, Speed. Yeah, speed, exactly. <laughs> Point Where's character's name was in that? He has uh, uh, his character from Babes from Toyland. That's a deep cut. Um, but, um, yeah, John Wick Chapter 2 is, is just as fun as the first one. It, okay. it feels natural, progression. Um, I know that it's directed by one of the directors of the first one. The other one went and made that shit bomb Atomic Blonde. Yeah, Atomic Blonde. <laughs> um, so clearly this guy's better. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he went on in this movie, like, I think it starts a little slow. Well, no, it starts great. It goes a little slow and then just takes off. Huh. Um, and it's just most fun I had in the movies this year. Um, and how it ends, unlike The Last Jedi, actually has me super excited for the third movie. Oh, okay. Um, like, where it wraps up. 
is like, oh fuck, like I want chapter three like now. <laughs> like like it feels organic, it feels exciting. Yeah. Um and I, I just love this trilogy. And I think that the third one is as good as the first two. I think it could go down as one of the best trilogies ever released. And, cool. Or definitely one of the most fun trilogies ever released. Yeah, I love the first one. Yeah, she watched the second one. That's great. Oh, man. It's definitely. really good. Cool. So that's number number six for you. Yeah, um, so we're going to be at number five real quick. I'm going to – we're going to take a break for a second. I just got to stand up and stretch and pee. So okay. These fucking stools suck. <laughs> so number, number five. Yes. Uh, number five for me – is Guardians of the Galaxy right. Volume Two? Cool. Um, as a lot of people who know me know, I don't give a shit about the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, I think my expectations were just too high. I went into it and I was like, "It's gonna be awesome," and then I wasn't blown away, so I was like, "It sucks." Uh, the second movie, and I saw it like a month after it came out. The second movie, I saw like I think the weekend or the weekend after, and like we went and saw it. Like I saw it with you, and you'd already seen it like once or twice or something already. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, yeah, I maybe since I didn't have expectations from other people, and since I didn't give it time to build hype or whatever. I saw it once the day before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you saw, <laughs> saw it twice. Second time, the very two, next day. Yeah, and then, yeah. Two, uh, two days in a row. Yeah. I yeah, I really, I really liked it. I, I don't know what it is. Like I, th I, th I think here's what it is. I think the first movie, one of the reasons why I don't like it, even though it does have some character moments, overall, I think it's setting up something separate from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. And so it's trying to set up its own thing, and it's got a Thanos-like thing in it, and it's got the Infinity Stone, and it's like trying to it's trying to set itself apart from the Marvel Universe at, at the same time as like trying to tie itself. Like it, It's weird because it's like setting itself apart but tying itself with it. And the second movie feels like it doesn't fucking care about that. Yeah, sure. The second movie is like literally just about the characters. Yeah, sure. It's about Gamora fighting with her sister. Mm -hmm. It's about Star Lord getting to know his dad. It's got even fucking like Rocket and Yon, uh, Yon, Yondu. Yondu, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got Rocket and Yondu like bonding for a little mm -hmm. bit. I really appreciated that. Like, I don't know. It felt like Groot wasn't as big a thing in this movie, uh, both physically and <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know story wise, yeah. and maybe that's another reason why I liked it because I'm just not like crazy crazy about. Oh, that's so much you can do with a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean there was funny stuff in it, like they were like all taking care of them. That that opening, the beginning of that movie, that whole long take where it's just Groot running around dancing yeah. is one of the best openings I think of like the whole year. It's sure, fucking awesome. Um, but besides that, yeah, it's I I think it's a solid like. It's interesting, like, I'd be more interested in seeing more stuff like this where it's like, hey, it's in the Marvel Universe, but it's not directly tied to everything else, like, completely. It's kind of its own story. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know how much more we're going to get of that because we already have the Infinity Wars trailer yeah. with Guardians appearing at the end of that. So, yeah, they're, sure. like, this is Infinity Wars is bringing everything yeah, together. Yeah. So, that, like, as, as excited as I am to see everything come together, I'm like, fuck, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just came out and it was fun because it was separated but then again you don't have to be separate for it to be fun because thor is usually pretty separated and those movies i think suck but uh <laughs> even thor ragnarok but um yeah Guardian, I, I love the the volume two though volume two is a lot of fun so yeah that's yeah a lot of people uh, a lot of people don't like it as much as the first one but i think it's better than the first one and not not, so. not only is it my number five but it's my favorite comic book movie of the year oh yeah yeah, yeah. So. that's the last one mentioned there you go what justice league is in your top four <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had a lot of fun with Justice League, but it's nowhere on this list. Yeah, right. Okay? Sure. Um, my number five is Blade of the Immortal. 
I remember hearing about um, that. Yeah. Uh, you were Bla- telling me about that. Yeah, too. Blade of the Immortal is uh, the 100th film by Takashi Miike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's 55, something wow. like that. And, How do you even do that? So and only been putting out movies. Year or something? Or? Only been putting out movies since 1993. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I know there's a couple of years. I think maybe 99, 2000, he put out seven movies in both of those years i mean just, like directing credits yeah directing Jesus credits Christ. um this is his 100th movie um based off of a um manga from the 90s i guess um it follows it's, it's actually kind of similar logo. this was in a recommendation for corner for you one time it wasn't that the episode didn't go up something happened to us oh, recording fuck. it oh, yeah. Okay, yeah um it's one of the uh episodes didn't go up that i did have it in a uh, yeah. recommendation corner um, it's actually kind of similar to Logan. Um, it follows a, a uh, immortal samurai yep. um, who kind of takes this girl under his wing after her um, family gets murdered. Mm-hmm. Her family and clan get murdered by a clan of swordsmen who are trying to change the laws of Bushido and, and samurai and all that. Um, by bringing weapons that are frowned upon and, and kind of taking out the clan. So he takes her under his wing and helps her exact revenge on these guys. And it's just two and a half hours of samurai action. Um, it's super fun. It's a little long. Um, I think that some things could be cut out. Um, and there's not a lot of character development. Like, how the characters are introduced is kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this movie doesn't grab you in the first 10 to 15 minutes, then it's not for you. Um, because the title sequence doesn't hit for 10 minutes. Yeah. And uh, 10, 12 minutes, something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, Where in your main character battles 100 guys at one time. Yeah. Um, if you aren't grasped by the time the by the time the title sequence hits, there's a shot that happens right before it happens. And if you aren't in it, the movie's not for you. <laughs> but the movie gets really fun whenever you see all these different weird and creative weapons, um, you know, um, used by these crazy characters and them going to combat with each other. And it's super awesome. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's actually one of the movies where I was just sitting there with my fucking jaw kind of slack. <laughs> Uh, give me some slack on my jaw and, uh, and stand there going. This is the one that you saw on Cyclops Cinema. Yes, yeah, right? on Cyclops yeah. Cinema. Yeah. I was just releasing independent ones. Even though WB put it out over here and huh. stuff. Uh, actually, whenever I saw it, um, Jason, who owned Cyclops Cinema, is like, hey, here's something that's never been seen in this room. And like the <laughs> WB logo comes up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, is, is Cyclops Cinema still open? They closed they, down. They had to they close down because you go through a divorce and different yeah. things happen. I knew it was like struggling for a little bit, and he was trying to do like a last minute kind of save. Yeah, thing, but yeah. He said, you know, it can come back at some point, but yeah, you know. yeah. Who knows? It's maybe just on hiatus right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's so what he said. It's on hiatus right yeah. now. So. <laughs> so it's a Blade of the Immortal. Blade of the Immortal. Cool. And that was number five. That's number five. Okay. Uh, number four for me is it. Okay. Right. Uh, it was. A big, big surprise for me. Yeah. I didn't really, I, I didn't know anything about the original book, really. I didn't know anything about the original, like, little miniseries movie mm-hmm. thing they had. Um, the movie blew me away, both in terms of, like, surprise of not knowing what it was really about, but also in terms of, like, expecting, with the little bit that I did know about it, what I was expecting it to be versus what it actually was. Right. Because it was a very 
you go into it and it's like, oh, it's a scary clown and it's going to be gory. It's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. And me and you are both like, yeah, it doesn't feel like a scary movie. It's a yeah. fun adventure, Goonies-esque type. Like it's got kids in it that are having fun in the 80s mm-hmm. and running around and they get caught up in something and they're trying to fix it themselves. Yeah, and it's Yeah, it's, it's a really fun movie. And um, what was the guy's name? Peter Skarsgård? The guy who played? Yeah, P- yeah Peter, Peter Skarsgård. Peter yeah, I think so. Uh, the guy that played Pennywise, yeah. phenomenal fucking Bill. job. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll yeah, go with that. Bill. So. William. 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 William Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, he he played Pennywise. Did a phenomenal job. Uh, the the kids in the movie are just Great. fucking incredible. Yeah. Like every single one of them has at least one moment to kind of shine. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, I think some of them do get kind of sideline sidelines for like other stuff. Yeah. Uh, sure. But Stan, cough, cough, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's just a really. It was one of the best times I had in the theater this year. It was a really good movie. Yeah, it was a fun film. I really do like that movie yeah. a lot. And yeah. uh, it, it feels like it kind of plays at some points a little too much on the jumpy, scary. Like it tries to get people to jump. And if you're one of those people that go and see a Blumhouse movie, it's like ah! like every fight, like you're probably going to be jumping. But I'm not one of those people. Yeah, so right. I, I, there was not a single. I just moment find it annoying more than anything. Yeah, there wasn't a single moment in this movie that I was actually scared. But that's not to say I didn't have fun because it was a blast of a movie. Yeah. But uh, and I'm excited to see the sequel, which will be happening eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah probably but, uh, in the next couple of years, I'm sure. I'd sure. say, yeah. say 2019. Late 2019, maybe. Yeah, I think that's actually when it was announced for was 2019. Oh yeah, I think but we're talking about news. I think we did. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that that's my number four. What's your what's your number? My four? number four is Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah, number... all the way up here. Yeah, all the way up there. Yeah, the ending didn't bother me as much as the top you know. five. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a sucker for Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, especially more behind the scenes things. I heard with Baby Driver. Oh okay. Uh, maybe like it even more. Um, about See, just like the little like behind the scenes yeah. stories about like how he's collecting stories from like different convicts yeah. and stuff like that. And you, and you like Kevin Spacey. Of course. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I just wish he was fucking some kids in the movie. Um, oh man. Yeah, no. Um, uh, I think that's like one of the things that's attractive, but I don't think you can take that away from a movie for something no, to happen yeah. like later on, where yeah. it's like, oh well, this movie's not good because this guy came up no, with like all that. this all no, this no, shit no. came out about him, yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, Baby Driver is like, like you said earlier, you know, it's fun. It's yeah. um, it, it's it's a joyride. It's uh, Lola. Uh, Run Lola Run mixed with the driver. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's some of the most fun I've had in the theater. Um, it has some really cool characters. S- supporting characters are way more interesting than your main character. Yeah. And I, <laughs> which I think was purposefully done. Um, as my dad said, uh, we were all at lunch the other day. We were talking about movies that came out in the past year. And to sum it up, my dad's like, that movie was just cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a cool yeah, movie. It's, it, like, it, like, not only just even yeah. looking cool, but yeah. it's just like overall. Like, the style yeah, is just cool. Everything is just that cool. That long take in the beginning yeah. of the movie where he just walks to the coffee yeah. shop and comes back. It just Everything awesome. oozes cool yeah. about the film. Um, it's just style. And it's not even just style over substance because it's got substance to the characters no, and absolutely. things like that. And yeah. it's got a pretty good, even though sappy type 1950s love story that kind yeah. of lace it which you aren't a fan of well i mean i don't think you have a fan of that. that's just how it all wraps up yeah I, I like the love yeah. story i just yeah. don't like the ending but you you i think no, we, I we talked about it. yeah yeah but i couldn't really understand yeah. what what you said about it but yeah baby driver's my uh number four definitely yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's good it's yeah. a really good one mm-hmm. um number three so number three for me was get out that was my number three really? as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh yeah, it didn't quite get up like up to the very top, but 
God damn it! If that wasn't an incredible movie, yeah. it's so fucking. And it's yeah. Jordan Peele's directorial debut with a with a feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see him do other stuff now. But like, yeah, just, for sure. This movie works on so many different fucking levels. Yeah. It's a it's a comedy. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's unsettling. It's a racial commentary. It's yeah. like all this kind of stuff. And it's just it's a it's a hundred and ten minute twilight zone episode like it's so fucking weird it is and it's so well done like the the cast is really small but the people like the characters that are in it are just every one of them yeah right so fucking good Mm -hmm. so fucking good and uh yeah unfortunately i don't know like all of the actors like names and everything Mm -hmm. but the main character guy is incredible michael kaluuya michael kaluuya yeah he's black panther next month also is he yeah he's supporting characters in black panther oh okay cool that'll be cool Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's incredible in it. The whole family, like all of them are the white family. They're all fucking amazing. You know, everyone's favorite character, the TSA best friends. He's yeah. he's awesome. Good good comic relief. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's such an interesting premise too. Uh, with what and I I love what the movie stands for, where it's like Jordan Pill has even been interviewed saying where he's just like, Yeah, it's not so much that like he's like, I got a problem with racism, but like I don't have a problem with obvious racism. The dangerous racism is the post-racial obama liberal racism where you have the dad in the movie saying like oh i totally vote obama a third term it's like you fucking ass like what are you like stop yeah, trying to like right it's like they're trying so not how to about be basketball <laughs> and all, yeah it's like i don't and really like, watch basketball and jordan peele has a fucking point it's like that is like a really dangerous kind of racism where people don't see themselves as racist yeah. and they're still being completely fucking racist and he's married to a white woman he's yeah oh yeah jordan Peele yeah. in real life he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she's a comedian i forgot her name she's yeah, a comedian I forgot her also name too, but she yeah, yeah. She is. she's been on some i've seen like one of her stand i think she has a stand yeah she's got a few netflix, stand-ups so. on netflix that's pretty solid um, yeah but yeah like it's just such an interesting subject to tackle especially in that way mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't think and there's some people that will go see get out and they won't understand the problem yeah. Of some of these characters right, in yeah. the movie being like, all they're, they're all being remarks. nice to them. They're not racist. It's like, oh, uh, oh God. Do you know? Yeah. It's, it's I mean, rough. they just want to harvest this fucking body <laughs> and but put even, a but white even, man's brain into it. But even, <laughs> even before that twist, like it, if you're... Yeah, someone, just like some of the things where they first meet and everything. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't look at it with that kind of depth, like I can understand some people going into that movie being like, all those white people are nice. It's like, like, no, like that, that no, awkward no. party scene. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's great. I think it's an amazing social commentary. Um, I think that it's a really, a really good movie to have come out now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's something that's also timeless. Like, I mean, back in the fifties, you had Guess Who's Coming to Dinner come out. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you've had movies like this, but it's like such a creative like i was talking to my dad about it because he watched on hbo not too long ago yeah and we're talking about like how weird he's like yeah i finally finished get out because i've been kind of watching like we'll catch it on hbo here and there he's like i finally pieced it all together you know and um he's like we were just talking about like how weird and like creative like the grandma grandpa thing like yeah whatever you like say it out loud it's like it's so ridiculous it's so clever like there's so many like crazy parts it's such a fun film yeah i've already said i've i've went and seen like four or five i didn't go see it in the theaters yeah but i've seen it it's on hbo and stuff yeah yeah i have i have it on blu-ray i got black friday for like eight bucks oh nice yeah um and uh, uh, yeah, I, I love the film. It's it's um, especially for a directorial debut and stuff. I mean, he's he's done <laughs> stuff good. technically like directing, you know, yeah, for, for like he and Pill and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, he knows how to do his stuff. But I mean, 
This is like you know, feature. Like, yeah, yeah. He knocked out of the park. And yeah, it get, definitely gets did. you really excited. I, I'm, I'm really happy also that he's getting offered these bigger budget like things. Like, yeah. Except for like Twilight Zone, which his production company is working on, but film wise, like here's a Kira. He's like, I don't want a Kira. Yeah. Like, I want to do movies that I create that yeah. I can do, which is the smartest thing to do. Don't do one good film and then hop into the franchise. No, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do a Charles Trank. But like, he is, <laughs> yeah. Don't trink it up. Yeah. But he is being directly involved with the Twilight Zone reboot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his oh, production okay, yeah, yeah. company. Yeah, he'll probably like the first episode. Yeah, or whatever. super he's stoked producing for that. Yeah. it. But as far as directing a next feature film, yeah. he's going to do his own thing, which gotcha. is awesome. So yeah, that's my number three as well. Cool. Yeah. Um. So okay. So we're at number two then. Yeah. Num- number two for me. <laughs> number two for me. Happy Death Day. Really? Oh, all yeah. the way fucking okay. up here for me. Yeah. Well, I knew it was going to be in your top three. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Dude. I, it comes out on Blu-ray this month, so I'm going to go try to pick it up. Uh, some people, if they haven't been listening to some of our past episodes, mm-hmm. might be wondering, what the fuck is Happy Death Day? <laughs> Happy Death Day, yeah. in my opinion, is incredible. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a fun movie that, get, like, it's like Groundhog's Day meets Scream meets, like, Mean Girls or something. It's so fucking, like, it takes all these kind of things that I like, mm-hmm. like, time, like, nonlinear storytelling, time travel stuff mixed with like slasher like horror mixed with like bitchy high school college girl <laughs> like just as like this is smorgasbord of stuff that i love and i think the movie executes it really well the movie definitely has its problems it could have like it could have had more fun stuff in it if it was like rated r instead of pg-13 like it was um even though i thought i thought it did just fine with the pg-13 rating um and the, the main the main thing that carries the movie for him besides the plot of it the idea of it the story of it besides that main thing is the lead actress jessica either roth or roth i don't know how to pronounce her last name i think her performance in that movie is one of the best performances of the year mm. i think she carries that film completely the movie is nothing without her she has so many different attitudes and evolutions that she goes through with that character because she's stuck in the same day over and over again like the whole premise of it is that she dies she's killed on her birthday and then she wakes up and she has to live the day over again Mm -hmm. and so she tries to use all those opportunities to solve the murder and she just goes from this i think her character evolution is one of the most interesting out of the whole year like she goes from the straight up bitchy characters to the super like understanding kind of not like she's living the same day over and over again so Mm -hmm. she has nothing to do but evolve as a person and right. kind of realize what is she's fucking up with in her own personal life and to make amends with all these people. That's like the, all the other people in the movie. That's one of the weak, weaker sides of the movie is that I don't give a shit about any of the other characters, but her as a main character, fucking incredible. She's really good. I, I put her performance up really high, but so in addition to her, uh, those things put together, her performance and then the idea of the story mm-hmm. I thought made for a very nice movie of a year. Like right. It was, it was going to be my number one, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, that's my number two. Yeah. So. I thought it was going to be number one, but now I know what your number one is. Yep. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be up there, but um, number two for me is Wind River. Oh, okay. Um, Wind River. Man, that got really high for you. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Um, Wind River is, is a great character piece. Um, Taylor Sheridan, it's a knock it apart. Kim and Denis Villeneuve actually starting in 2015. Sicario. Yeah. Um, ever since then. I know you hate it. I love it. Um, it has Their movies have been, you know, what have they've done separate. 
have been in my top 10 every year since yeah. all two of them, but um, all two or three <laughs> years. So Sicario to where he wrote Hell or Highwater, which is my favorite movie of last year to this year. This is uh, he wrote and directed this film. Wind River is an amazing character piece um, that takes place in the Wind River Indian Reservation. Um, it follows Jeremy Renner, who's a um, follows Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, um, he comes across a body in the snow. He's um, not not game warden, but um, wildlife control oh, okay. and stuff, yeah. and um, you know, hunts down cougars and stuff like that. You know, predators and stuff like that. And yeah. um, comes across a um, comes across a body. That uh, a daughter of one of his good friends at the reservation who's been raped and murdered. Yeah. And um, Elizabeth Olsen comes down. She's an FBI agent oh. who's not used to this terrain or anything like that. She comes from like New York or wherever. Yeah. And she's basically like, hey, I, I don't know this area at all. And he's like, yeah, you won't survive in the cold or anything like that. So he helps her try to hunt down the killer or figure out what's going on. And um, it's a great movie, a lot of character development. Um, it's really good on showing, like, maybe sometimes we fail and beat ourselves up over it, but in odd ways, a second chance of redemption kind of come. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen are great. Um, probably one of Jeremy Renner's best performances. It's dark. It is... Um, very gritty. It's not a happy movie yeah. whatsoever. So it's probably not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard that it's pretty dark. Movie. Yeah, in my recommendation corner, also I warned about it, but um, there is a rape scene. It's not a super graphic rape scene or anything like that. Yeah, but there is something that happens in it. So if rape turns you off or whatever, just be warned that there is a scene in there where it's yeah. cla- as classily done as you can do one of those. As a rape scene can be. Yeah. Yeah, as it can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the movie is is uh. Beautifully acted, um, and it, it, it's beautifully shot. Um, the acting is phenomenal. The characters are great, um, and and it's just it's one of those movies that kind of swept under the radar a little bit. Yeah, and um, it's it's a neo western, also like his other films are. Awesome neo western crime film, and uh, yeah. Wind River, it's great. So maybe I, I haven't seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. so maybe you can explain this to me because I didn't know it until you mentioned it just mm-hmm. here, um, or maybe I heard it and forgot about it. I didn't know Wind River was a, uh, I didn't know it was like a Native American Indian like reserve mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you like? Is there any reason that you can think of after seeing the movie why the story would follow a white guy instead of a someone who lives on the reserve, like a Native American? Then well, he lives on the reserve. Um, his wife is his ex wife is Native American. Okay. And his kid is half Native American. And why I say redemption spoilers, but you find out that during the movie that his daughter was killed on the reservation and raped and stuff like that. So where he finds out his friend's daughter yeah. was raped and killed also, then he kind of is like, okay, maybe I need to go and this is kind of my yeah. second take. But it's just kind of like being from that area and his wife and son living on the reservation. He's the reservation yeah. also. I mean, he just always just stuck it's around. Out- it sounds like it's all character stuff that could have just been about like a Native American dude. Like they could have just 
if they're gonna write it about a res- reservation anyways just yeah it make, a, been. make another minority character to yeah be, to be out there to add to the library instead of just another random white dude yeah so, for sure jeremy renner's a good actor like i don't have a problem yeah. with him or anything mm-hmm. i was just i was curious as to why i didn't know the native american thing was part of it yeah so i didn't know if there was like a reason but i think that I was... also kind of adds like i mean i, I get you know uh, casting minority for minority's sake because there isn't a lot of minorities, especially Native American actors and yeah. starring roles. But also, I think that it adds kind of this um, dances with wolves kind of twist too, where it's like he doesn't quite belong, but he kind of gets respect from people, but yeah. other people don't respect him. On but maybe, the reserve and... but maybe like a conflict or tension too of like, mm-hmm. hey, your ancestors are the ones yeah. that took all. The it doesn't feel like he's there. It doesn't feel like his character is a white savior character okay that's you know good. what i'm saying yeah. like it's all like oh he's mr hero man. yeah like, but know, i mean, I mean in but... the same vein you did mention casting race for like race's sake mm-hmm. like i it's not that i'm like for that or against it or whatever mm-hmm. but i think that like that probably really isn't too much of an issue mm-hmm. because you have the opposite side of the coin which is everything by default always defaults to white people mm-hmm. so like when you write a character or something or when you write a story when you're telling a story it's like you automatically default unless you use another color to represent someone else mm-hmm. people usually automatically default the character to being white mm-hmm. like uh, Pat, uh Patton oswald had a stand-up recently and he was telling a story about these people and like one of the it was two bikers mm-hmm. and one of them was a white guy and one of them was a black dude and the only reason you knew the difference is because he called the black guy a black guy mm-hmm. And the white dude he didn't say anything about. Right. So, like, it's like you yeah. automatically knew. And so, actually, I saw this really respectful trade-off on uh, this back and forth between Patton Oswald and someone else on Twitter. Where this guy, a black guy, was on Twitter. And he's like, hey, Patton Oswald, I love your stand-up. He's like, I just have a problem with this one part. And he told him about it. And Patton Oswald was like, oh, fuck. I didn't, like, realize I did that. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, it's not. He's like, I know people, a lot of people don't think of it this way. But he's like, I just want to let you know it is a problem that exists out there. And you kind of exhibited it in your stand-up. And he's like, just to make you aware of it, this is a thing that happens. And Patton Oswalt was super respectful. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, all right, I'll rework the joke then. I didn't know it landed like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't land like that for everyone, especially for, you know, being like white like white guys like us sometimes. We don't really think about it. Just like Patton Oswalt, he's a fucking white dude, so he doesn't really think about the fact that if it's a non-white person, you use the race to describe them. Sure. So... Like, it just feels like maybe that's part of what the movie was, too. Like, if it didn't have this whole, like, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. I, I can't say. But I was I was just curious if there was a reason, like, why he wasn't, like, it's on a Native American reservation. I figured they could have just made the Native American guy <laughs> the main guy. I don't know. Yeah, right. But Jeremy Renner's a good actor, so I like him. So yeah. That's cool. But anyways, that's your number two, right? That's my number two. <laughs> All right, so um, real quick, I think we'll go back over the top tens mm-hmm. just to do the recap real quick. Yeah. So I'll say the number and then mine, and then you'll say your like I'll just say okay. ten and mine and yeah. nine, and mm-hmm. we'll just name them off real quick. Uh, so ten for me was Baby Driver. Uh, Lady Bird. Nine for me was Wonder Woman. Not uh, Coco. Eight for me was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Not uh, a good time. Uh, what was that? Okay, seven for me was War for the Planet of the Apes. Blade Runner 2049. Six was Spider-Man Homecoming. John Wick 2. Five was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Blade of the Immortal. Four was It. Baby Driver. Three was Get Out. Get Out also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two for me was Happy Death Day. Uh, Wind River. And number one for me... Rocky already knows what the fuck it is. Uh, 
Hopefully it doesn't fuck up too much on the sound. <laughs> we'll find out. It looks like a fucking thing on the, on the computer. Uh, number one for me, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Yeah. Did not expect to love it that much. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. I cannot stop thinking about that movie. I cannot think, like, it's not even the fact, like, I'd like to think that it isn't even the fact that I'm just a big Star Wars fan, uh-huh. which I am. Um, and that's fine. But I just love what that whole movie does for the whole saga. It takes it's one of the it's a numerical one. It's episode eight, so it has to deal with the main saga. It's not Rogue One or the solo story or whatever, anything like that. It is episode eight. It is important to the saga. And one of the parts, the part that I love about it the most is that all the stuff that you expect to find out from episode seven, it goes in a different way, it turns it on its head. My favorite two things being Snoke is it doesn't fucking matter because we he's dead. Mm-hmm. We killed him. Yeah, right. And then Ray, who is she? Oh, is she a Skywalker? Is she a Kenobi? What's going on with her? Uh, no, she's a fucking nobody. Yeah, she's nobody. And guess <laughs> what? If you're a nobody, you could still stand for something and fight for something. And that's that's the message I take away from this movie. I, I don't put The Last Jedi as my number one because it's like, it's Star Wars and lightsabers. No, I take The Last Jedi and I put it in number one because of the simple message that it delivers, which is you don't have to be someone that's quote-unquote important in order to stand for something and make a difference Mm -hmm. you can literally be nobody from nowhere and Mm -hmm. still have purpose and meaning right and that i think is one of the most beautiful sentiments that has been expressed in any movie this whole year and Mm -hmm. that's why it lands on number one for me of course it's got all the other fun stuff like oh what happened to luke skywalker and oh we get to see kylo ren back which i think is one of the best villains of the past couple of years Mm -hmm. kylo ren is incredible um but it's not even just like this universe and these characters that I love about and love seeing and everything. This is the simple, the simplest fucking message in the story. It's like it kind of throws everything else of Star Wars out the window, but it does it respectfully. It doesn't, it doesn't like kill everything and say fuck it and like it doesn't matter. It says, hey, that happened and it's its own thing, but this is where we're at now and this is what the future could be and this is where we can go with it. And it, I, I just think it finds an interesting balance in all of these things not only in just star wars mm-hmm. but it delivers a good message for movies in general right and i've definitely got my problems with it canto bite the whole fucking casino planet i still am not a fan of i feel like some characters like finn were just utterly wasted yeah sure felt like sure. other stuff could have happened with it um does feel like the movie's a little too long feels like it could have trimmed it up a little bit but overall yeah i just think the message that's for me, when I think about what a movie is going to be, like how much I'm going to like it or where I'm going to rank it on a list or whatever, I have to think about how much I enjoy it, how much it, like what it affects, like how it affects me as a person, what I felt when I was watching it, um, what I feel when I think about it afterwards. And yeah, that puts Last Jedi as that number one for me. Right on. There cool. We go. Uh, my number one is Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Damn, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's my, okay. It's my good, number one. Yeah, good job. Man. Um, as as what was that for me that was where was it number eight eight. yeah as the quote goes um from scarface the overrated scarface say hello (laughs) to the bad guy because this movie is seen as the villain of the award season right now um yeah for for some reason it's just those movies that it's like whatever movie isn't being going into the movie as being a hopeful uh, into the awards as being a hopeful and positive type film it usually gets the villain 
type tag. Okay. It's kind of an underdog. That's why like won Golden Globes, you weren't hearing people talking about it as much as Shape of Water or Lady Bird or anything like that because those are optimistic films. Yeah. And Three Billboards is a little bit meaner. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's not a clean movie. No, no it's not a clean no, ending. No. It's not a yeah. It's and, and I sort of find out that a lot of people don't like the film. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, like generally, like critically, it was acclaimed and stuff. And, yeah. And, we but, had a lot of that this year, though. We had a lot of uh, critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very polarizing year for movies. Yeah, critically an audience, the critical yeah. and audience scores yeah, have been was, deferring yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was either one side or the other side. It was the audience loved it and the critics hated it, or the critics hated yeah. it and the audience loved it. Very few happened where we got both of them that they loved. Like, I think one of the only movies that really happened was, was Wonder Woman this yep. year, where both the audience and the critics fucking went crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, probably. It, it yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it, yeah. Um, three billboards is uh, yeah. I think that like Get Out. I think it's a movie that if if I had to think of any movie this year that is the most important message wise would be Three Billboards. I think it is the most potent for everything that's going on. Yeah, and it's written and directed by an outsider, pretty much. It's written oh, okay. and directed by a foreigner, yeah. and it's somebody that kind of sums up everything between being angry of what's going on in your country and around yeah. you. But also touching on things like police brutality, about racial matters, about yeah. violence against women, <laughs> yeah. you know, about different things. It's an extremely um, relevant movie. Yeah, it's very, very relevant. Age. And I think that a lot of people don't like the film because um, not only is it mean and, and may have teeth are a little bit sharper than what people are used to, but also none of your characters really accomplish anything. Like the movie doesn't have a main goal. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. It's it, just kind of like developing and kind of the goal yeah. is really dealing with your emotions yeah. and finding peace, but there's no like big payoff to yeah. anything. By exactly. The end yeah. of it. It's it's people learning to deal with shit. Yeah. That's what the whole movie yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Um amazing acting. Of course, from Francis McDormand and Rockwell. Um Woody Harrelson's really good in it. Um I think it's really well shot. It's the only film this year other than you know I mean there's been a couple, but it's one of the more Memorable ones that after I saw, I want to go right back and watch it again. Yeah, um, it has some awesome scenes. The tracking shot, like you brought up, mm-hmm. um, there's some really emotional scenes, just some dialogue, and um, yeah, that the comedy is 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 black, like I like it's black comedy. It is, yeah, um, it's, it's it's like so fucked up, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's dark. Uh, I don't know, man. I, just, I, I love this film. It's I I really, really I really do. Yeah. Um. And I that's my number one. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our top tens then. I I meant to fucking with this whole weekend of me moving, I wasn't able to jump on like the Facebook or whatever as much as I would want to. I was meaning to ask people what their top movies of 2017 was, and I unfortunately didn't get a chance. I've been moving uh, like 25 miles away from where I used to live, so it was like a good 45 minute drive, and had to make it multiple times to move stuff. But uh, if anyone's got their top 2017 movies that they want to mention, fucking holler. I'm going to post on Facebook anyways, and maybe we can get see what other people think, and we'll mention it in the next episode. Yeah. But uh, that's our 2017 list. So people, if there's, especially if there's something that you didn't hear on here that you thought definitely deserves to be on here, fucking holler at us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, yeah. uh, Gmail and all that stuff. We've still got our recommendation corner we're going to do, though. Yeah. Um, do we have anything? Uh, I got something quick. I don't have anything to recommend. I got something that I'm about to start playing. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that then because I've got something that I've been watching that I really okay. like. So we'll, uh, we'll no, just, just for Christmas. I mean, it's something we brought up 
but um, before so we don't need to talk about it at length or anything like that. But uh, I got Witcher three for yeah. Christmas, and I it's just been sitting there. I've just been looking at it because I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a long twisty rabbit hole, and I'm just like, yeah. uh, don't so want to put all fun. this time in. Yeah. It's so fun. Though, so, uh, but yeah, I have it though. That's what I'm about to start. I really haven't really. I haven't really been into anything new in the past week or so. Yeah. Um, just kind of rewatching the same things and stuff. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's roughly what I've been doing. Um, <clears throat> uh, with the move and stuff, I've been kind of settling down and trying to settle into the new house and everything. But uh, for years, I not year year, a couple of years, I've been hearing that the leftovers on HBO is really good, and so I have an HBO trial right now that I just activated. And it's only three seasons, so I figured I'd go ahead and uh, knock out all three seasons of it while I have the 30-day free subscription. Oh, right. So I'm going to work through that. But I've gotten through the first like three episodes, and it is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's done by – kind of I think the showrunner is uh, one of the guys from Lost, yeah. uh, either Carlton Cuse or Damon Lindelof. Um, I think it's Lindelof, man. I'm pretty sure it's Lindelof, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've heard really good things about it. I heard, I heard it gets really crazy. The thing I like about it, it feels kind of like lost in the sense that like there's this big kind of mystery that's happening, but like it feels like it's not about the mystery. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's about the characters within the mystery. Because I don't know if you really know anything about leftovers, but in it, I mean, you know, like pasta is usually pretty good leftover. Like, <laughs> yeah, settles exactly. Yeah, it. Taco Bell is actually taco. better when you reheat it. Depending, of... <laughs> the tacos get soggy. But, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. As long as you don't get like lettuce or tomatoes. On yeah, it. it's usually yeah, all right. Just like beans and cheese yeah. or something. Uh, no, uh, so the leftovers, the whole idea of it is that something happens in the world where literally 2% of the people vanish. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just random. Like, they don't know why it happened. A lot of people say it's the rapture. A lot of other people say it's this. A lot of other people say it's that. Um, but you have, like, 2% of the world vanish. And so you have the whole show takes place three years later with, like, all these other characters dealing with it. It's <laughs> just, like trying to not even figure out what's going on but they're just living their fucking lives and they're <laughs> just weird fucking shit what percent of the population two percent oh yeah fuck it who cares, <laughs> yeah, who, cares? <laughs> who cares it's all right no uh like just within this one town that it takes place in there's like a lot of people missing and like it affects people in so many different ways and it's just so interesting to see like all the like oh it's so fucking weird and, I, and it's on hbo so they're allowed to get really fucking weird with yeah it. sure and it's it's really fun um but there's only three seasons of it. It's already, I think, three, maybe four. It's already wrapped up. It's done. It's a okay. finished show. So it's not a new show. But um, is the third season the last season? I think. Because uh, yeah, it's done. It's not. They're okay, not, they're okay. not doing so, anything okay, else. Sure. It's not on break. It's like they yeah. wrapped it up, so it had a finale. But yeah, it was, it was a short run of a show, and it's from what I've heard, it's been really good. So I decided to finally give it another shot because I checked out the for, the pilot years ago when it first came out and i wasn't too impressed mm-hmm. but then i've just heard it gets better and better and better and so i've watched it and i'm only three episodes in and i'm like whoa this is better than i remember so, so right yeah but that's my uh recommendation corner i think i don't have a lost update from megan this week because of moving and shit so didn't really get a chance to be like hey what's going on with lost even though unfortunately it's taken off of netflix now ah. and so she's not able to like i told her i was like hey for some reason abc took the rights off of netflix and they put it on hulu and she's like, yeah, fuck that. And I was like, you don't have Hulu? And she's like, no. Nah. And I was like, well, I mean, that's fine. But, like, just get Hulu to watch Lost. And she's like, I'm not paying. For-. I'm like, it's like $9 a month. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. But uh, so she doesn't uh, – so she didn't have access to it. So I have – luckily, she's, like, in the middle or kind of in season four. And I have 
thankfully season four and season five on blu-ray right and so i let her borrow those so hopefully by the time she gets to season six i'll either just give her my hulu login or i'll fucking get season six like on blu-ray for cheap or something and let her borrow it but yeah she's working her way through it i think she's still she's like halfway through season four now but um yeah i didn't get get to get an update from her um that's it though shit we're almost at two hours so cool. fuck. <laughs> even though there's that like minute and a half break i have to edit out where it's yeah. like this yeah exactly <laughs> um, but y'all don't know about that yeah exactly uh that's it so that's our 2017 list what's some stuff you're excited to see in 2018 what am i excited to see in 2018 yeah. uh i don't know um i mean the only things i really know going in 2018 if it's not coming in the beginning is all the big the big budget movies yeah. you know yeah. um Infinity War and Black Panther and all of that's fine. I'm excited for Isle of Dogs. Oh yeah, because uh, I like Wes Anderson a lot. Um, and I'm excited for uh, You're Never Really There, which is that uh, Joaquin Phoenix film. Where oh. He's, oh, okay, yeah, he, yeah. He's killing. He's he's a, a hitman. Yeah, and uh, he's very brutal. He kills him with a hammer. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, you, you sent me the trailer. Yeah, I sent you the trailer. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, Fuck. and uh, he gets um hired to get some little girl and i guess he gets caught up in something a double cross or, yeah. or a political something you know yeah. um and kind of has to uh he's trying to get her back from what it looks like mm -hmm. um i'm pretty excited for that film everything else like i don't know i mean you hear like rumors always coming out 2018 up oh uh the predator Except for the Predator. Is that the remake or something? No, it's a new one. That's a new one that's directed by Shane Black. It's a sequel. Oh. Um, it's huh. going to be taking place. I heard it's going to take place in like a suburban neighborhood, but it also has to do with the VA. So I think like people like coming back that have like, wow. like either are physically or mentally off. Yeah. And then like, hey, there's this creature coming around. If you're like, <laughs> shut up, you're crazy. You're, you know, you're going that's, through PTSD. Cool. That's cool. And so. <laughs> Um, and uh, I'm really excited for that. That comes out in October. Is Halloween coming out? Or is that 2019? No, I think it's this year. Yeah, I think it, I think it comes out this year. 2018? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, I like, echo your sentiments with the big stuff, you know, of course. Infinity War, Black Panther. I'm not super crazy about, like, Black Panther looks fun, but I'm huh. just not, like, super excited about it. Uh -huh. uh, it, lo it looks all right, though. Infinity War, of course. Um... A solo, solo, a Star Wars story. Whenever that comes out, if it if they fucking glue it together right, I guess I don't know what the fuck's going on. Aquaman comes out. There's gonna be a trailer. It's a Star Wars film. It's five months till. There's no trailer. Yeah, which I'm I'm okay with because that actually leads me to the new Cloverfield movie comes out in April. Okay, and they're they're kind of notorious for like playing it under the radar for a while because the Ten Cloverfield Lane. That trailer didn't come out until like two months before the movie dropped. Right. So uh, the new Cloverfield is supposed to be coming out, and there's been like no kind of word about it. like no one knows what's it's going gonna be on. Quiet. So, yeah, it's was supposed to come out next month, and it got delayed until April. No, so. it's going to be that movie Quiet. Oh, <laughs> Quiet is the new oh, a, 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 a Quiet Place. A quiet Place. From what I understand, that's a completely separate movie, and that even though I love Cloverfield, even though I love Star Wars, even though I love DC and all kinds of shit. I saw the trailer for A Quiet Place and I lost my fucking shit. Yeah. That is my most anticipated yeah. movie of the year. I I think it's such an original, interesting idea, and I am balls fucking ready to see that movie. <laughs> I am excited, and that comes out in April too. So yeah. I don't, I don't like. I mean, I know at least two movies I'm going to be seeing in April now, which mm -hmm. is A Quiet Place and Cloverfield Three. Uh, tentatively called like it was originally called God Particle. 
and they changed it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, 2018. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's it. I think. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so if you want to email us, get us on Facebook and Twitter, where the and the award goes to. You can find us on iTunes, download one on SoundCloud, all that shit. Uh, if you have any questions or whatever, you can email us at the and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com. That's and the award goes to podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us some stuff and we read whatever we get on uh, on on air, usually. We usually try to, we, sometimes we'll try to reach out and get, uh, if we don't get stuff for a while, we'll try to reach out. That's what I originally meant to do with the 2017 list, but like I said, I was too busy, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll hear something. I'll put something out there over the next week or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's it from us. We'll see you guys next week with something. We got to figure out what we're going to see. Yeah, so, something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, all right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.